Okay, let's start over again. <laughs> Sabaho, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. Today is starting off on the wrong foot. Uh, starting a live stream without realizing your mic was on is, uh, yeah, it was. it's a way to start the day. Um, I see there's a few people in the comments. I did So just to kind of recap everything, I said, welcome back. Sabaho, everybody, to, uh, to episode 55 of Saturday Morning with Tech. Um, today is... Uh, January 23rd, 2021. And uh, of course, we're trying to basically recap some of the main things that have been going on. Uh, there, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it, okay, so if there's ever been a problem with, with the stream, it's today, it's me. It's definitely, I'm starting off on the wrong thing. Sabaho, everybody's <laughs> Mike West is in there, Joey B. Uh, everybody's in there. Scott, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, for some reason, StreamYard showed me a few comments of some of the people that were in there. So it was, I think it was Scott and Davin Davis that were in there. Um, and uh, it was weird, but like, I didn't realize that my audio wasn't on. I know my camera was on, uh, but I guess I didn't check the levels before we started. But either way, we are back. Good morning. <laughs> I, and, and thank you very, very much. Uh, Vin, uh, Vince Nova, of course, Sabaho. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, IR1980 is in the comments. Hey, man, how you doing? Um, hope you're doing well. I hope you guys had a good week. Um, you know, it's Saturday. It's the end of the week somewhat. Uh, we had a nice, a very nice engaging uh, stream with Juan Carlos on, on Thursday. Uh, we were talking, obviously, about the uh, potential, you know, uh, well, I guess the, the potential for for LG to could potentially maybe leaving the mobile space, could be moving into something else, could be morphing into whatever. Uh, and that was a very nice conversation. And uh, Juan Carlos was also, as usual, uh, the some LG chill guy. But uh, in a weird, you know, in a way, he was actually a little bit more optimistic than I thought we were going to get into that conversation. Um, no, uh, Joey, <laughs> but there are many things I can blame uh, the the the, the uh, system for the way the architect the, the way the things work. Um, my goal today is to try to fix what's going on with my internet. Um, live streaming is a big part of what I do on a weekly basis. As you guys know, we've been live streaming now. We're up to 55 episodes now. Um, and then of course, we are up to episode six with uh, Juan Carlos with the best of our week. So now dual live stream, minimum dual live streams a week on the channel. And um, if you guys have, haven't followed me yet on Twitch or not, uh, TKBay8655, um, I'm actually starting to do live streaming or game live streaming on uh, the main PC back there with Call of Duty. So I'm trying to bring up and ramp up some of my streaming experiences. Uh, and um, I think I saw somewhere here. Uh, are you still using the Surface Duo? Uh, no, unfortunately, I do not have the Surface Duo anymore. It's the uh, the exchange that I had with um, Juan Carlos, which was recently when we did that exchange with the Note 20 Ultra and the Surface Duo, was for about a month, which is what we did that experiment. Although hey good morning josh is in the comments man what's up man hey man. everybody say hi to josh uh joshua vergara a very very good friend of mine and he and i did a show yesterday which hopefully you guys will be able to check out over on the pocket now uh weekly um but yeah no the the, the uh the, the way the surface duo kind of worked with us uh just for reference i think sam uh it, say matt tyler's in the comment as well <laughs> so matt and i um a little bit of background story here uh matt and i have been trying to coordinate a timing of when we can play warzone together for for weeks we got to play i think two games this week but then he saw firsthand some of the technical problems i've been having so that's one of my problems but to answer the question regarding the duo um Mawash is um, Sam. I think Sam usually jumps in every once in a while. Uh, Sam will be a great guy to actually ask. See if he jumps in the comments. Um, you'll see him. 
And uh, you'll be able to basically, if you have any questions regarding the duo or any any con, con, you know questions that maybe I'd be able to answer, you can throw them in there. We can go from there. But um, the short answer is my network connection here has been going crazy. Um, I have fast downloads, fast uploads, but for some reason, uh, Warzone was giving me errors. It keeps airing out saying I'm not connecting to the server. Uh, uh, and then, no, uh, Warzone drops me and just totally bonks and closes the app. And then Black Ops, for some reason, tells me I'm not connected. So I can't even play a game straight to be able to broadcast. That to, and on top of that is whenever we're in uh, StreamYard, like what we're using right now, uh, the error messages of loading and, and buffering and so on keep coming up as if there is some type of a connection issue. So I decided to do it. What I decided to do is to try to troubleshoot it as we, we normally like to do. Uh, I, I'm totally, yeah. So just to kind of catch up on this thing seriously, <laughs> this is a rare sighting, guys. Um, because Josh and I always try to connect. We always try to work together. But to have them up and awake and actually joining um, at a roughly about this time in the morning is is, a, is hard. Because Josh is always a night owl. He always has, obviously, a lot of things going on. So it's always fun to catch him later in the afternoon or in the evenings. Uh, and early mornings are generally, uh, you know, it's his usual chill time, hanging out. And I'm glad that he's doing that with us. Uh, Fat Produce is in the chat. Good morning, sir. Good morning, everybody. El Josa as well. Uh, everybody's jumping in, everybody's hanging out and having a really good time. Um, but yeah, no, uh, so I'm troubleshooting the situation. I've removed the uh, Spectrum, uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi router entirely. I'm using my own. Um, speaking of which, uh, actually, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this company. It's called Synology. They make a very nice um, an AC router that actually works very, very well. I've had the, the router for some time and installed it and actually has a nice, almost looks like a Linux um, interface, kind of more of a GUI, a window type of experience of a GUI. Uh, you're even able to upload like your own logo and so on. So short answer, I've replaced the router. I'm using my own. I've restarted the modem and yesterday with Josh while we were doing our thing, which hopefully you guys will get a chance to hear soon on Pocket Now, um, there was no problems. There was like absolutely no problems, not like not one hiccup, not one circle of anything. So my hope is that whatever I did worked, that replacing the router and restarting the modem fixed the concern is when it comes to the internet. I did a few tests on the, uh, on the main PC with Warzone and Black Ops, and both did not have any problems. Um, so... It's looking good, but we have to kind of see how it goes today. So that's the real test today. Today, um, you know, we're doing this whole thing. This is live, obviously, by myself. And, you know, we'll have to see how things kind of go. Um, and please, yes, Joey B, always, always, always. Good morning, Greg. Hey, man. Um, don't forget to drop a like if you don't mind and share, of course, as it, as it always helps the channel. And, of course, just, you know, spreads the love. That's, that's the best way to look at it. Um, this week marked a few things. Uh, we had a couple of announcements that were going out. Uh, MediaTek came out with the brand new Dimensity uh, 1100 and 1200. So their new higher, I would say their higher end model chipsets. Now, no device currently carries that in the market, but at least we know that that's the plan. That's the move forward. They're moving on beyond what we saw with the 800 and the 1000, which is what are those two devices that I had on the thumbnail here for you guys in this video. Um, I haven't had much work with Dimensity chipsets. I've seen them and we've covered them in the past. We've talked about them, but I haven't had that many devices come into the studio with those chipsets. So the Redmi Note 9T, this is obviously a very nice, very good budget device that is priced very, very well. Now this one's featuring the Dimensity 800. And then of course, the video that I just posted, I think maybe a couple of days ago, uh, is the Reno 5 Pro 5G. And this one is featuring the Dimensity 1000 Plus. The I would say the previous high-end versions of uh, what uh, Redmi and well, not what MediaTek was releasing as a chipset. Um, 
I'm more. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt jumped in and he's he's going back to work and uh, he, we, can, we, we need to try Warzone again uh, later on. I think we said we're probably going to try maybe later tomorrow. Uh, it's it's always an interesting uh, it's always an interesting dilemma when YouTube doesn't send out notifications correctly, which is because it's a live show, so the engagement is always 100% when you're in the show. But I'm hoping that at some point we'll get back to this. We've done enough live streams that I have I was I would hope the algorithm knows to expect a live stream every Saturday morning. But you know, it's growing pains. We'll have to see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, uh, Matt and I will have to figure something out. But the the short way of what I was trying to kind of uh, allude to is. Um, the surprising performance of what we get with the MediaTek processors, uh, and I say this because, uh, at least in the U.S., MediaTek has not had a, merit, a massive presence when it comes to an SoC in a flagship or a mid-range type of a device. Now, I realize both the Reno and the Redmi Note 9T are not really intended for the U.S. market, so that's the, also the other factor. And I think for the most part, if I'm not mistaken, um, the Velvet was the only MediaTek processing, uh, MediaTek-supported uh, device in a retail store as basically being an LG device or even just generally people being able to try it out. Now, the MediaTek, the 800 Dimensity, the 800 Dimensity is more of a budget line processor, and it really performed in that sense. The Redmi Note 90 um, wasn't slow. It wasn't like the super snappiest device, but it performed quite well, and it gave me what I was expecting for, for the price point that it was trying to come in. The 1000 Plus, on the other hand, was a much more of an upgrade than I thought it was going to be. It was a weird way. When I, when I started with the 800 and then jumping into the 1000, I was expecting more of a, a, a maybe a slight boost in performance. But some of the optimizations done by ColorOS 11.1, which is also the updated version that we saw on the Redmi Note 90, uh, sorry, on the uh, Reno 5 Pro. Um, Chemi's in the comment. Good morning. <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, the... <laughs> um, the uh, the performance actually was quite comparable to what you would expect from an 855 plus, uh, almost basically what you we got for performance from like the OnePlus 7T, uh, and then of course again the, what you generally got in 2019. Now, is that good enough? Is that bad? Is that a is that something that we should be concerned about? We ended up having to look at what we're getting and where we are. The 855 is a few years old as a processor when we look at Qualcomm chipset. This obviously is not a Qualcomm chipset. There's other things that we need to keep in mind. The architecture is not the same. It's a seven nanometer chipset. Uh, you know, I think it was a seven nanometer chipset, which is comparable, but the performance isn't the same. The, the cameras on this, um, although I felt like the main shooter with the the star, the, uh, the uh, Reno 5 Pro, I felt like some of the other cameras in the back could have been maybe replaced maybe with a decent, maybe like a one main primary that's good and a decent secondary. I feel like the the wide angle and the the two additional one the macro and the black and the mono and the micro were a nice addition but not necessarily needed. So those are the things that you start noticing. But when it came to just general performance, uh, the 90 hertz refresh rate, uh, the fast charging that we have in there, the large display scrolling, using the UI, loading and 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 going through different applications, the 1000 plus handled itself quite well. And honestly, if you were not being told that this was a immensity, you probably wouldn't have noticed it. Um, I feel like those are the things that we want to start seeing in the market where we have competition in the in the realm of what you're able to use without having to worry about 
you know, is it a Dimensity? Is it a uh, Qualcomm? And and of course, what we see now with the 1100 and the 1200 is that they're moving forward. They're moving up and then improving on the architecture. Uh, that was one of the other things that I was very excited about is the fact that they are improving the architecture on the chipset. And they're also trying to push in more features for that budget-friendly experience, more for less. I think like what MediaTek's trying to go for. Qualcomm, for the most part, has been hitting it out of the park. Beginning of the week, we also saw the announcement. They announced the brand new, uh, basically, I think it was it called uh, the Qualcomm 870, the brand new chipset. And uh, I, uh, let me see here real quick. I think I might have missed a couple of comments here. Uh, potato, potatoes and herb, ap well, absolutely. There was a lot of copying, a lot of uh, page, you know, like looking over shoulder and reading somebody else's homework concept conversation going on in there. And we'll talk about that in a sec. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, the, the SOC, so here, uh, IR1980 says, SOCs have gotten to the point now where really we have had to make, uh, to, ha we have had to make a bad design for it to flop. Uh, you can't really go wrong with uh, with any kind of SOC that's currently on the market. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's the benefit here. It's the fact that we we want to be able to get to that level where the SOC isn't as much of a, a conversation driver saying, well, I prefer, you know, MediaTek over Qualcomm or I prefer Qualcomm over, you know, uh, like Kieran high, uh, um, high silicon chips from uh, from Huawei with the Kieran chipset. Um, speaking of which, which is also another thing. So kind of to circle back, I wanted to kind of close out the comment with, with the Qualcomm uh, Qualcomm's been hitting it out of the park for some time now, right? I mean, for the last couple of years, um, and we haven't seen a lot of other comparisons and, and, you know, we haven't really seen that much put into the uh, Qualcomm versus, uh, you know, Exynos processors in 2021 yet because they're starting to come out, right? S21 line is the first Exynos 2100 line of devices from from Samsung. And currently it's in the Middle East. It's outside of the US for me. So I have, for me to be able to get one, I would have to not only buy it, buy it unlocked and have it shipped. It takes a process and there's a time for that. I'm hoping to be able to do some type of comparison between at least, at the very least, maybe an S21 Exynos and an S21 Qualcomm, because at least that's a good base value to see. But um, what the 870 came out coming out this week was actually a nice little uh, surprise addition, I would probably say, because if you look at the 870 and you look at the 865 plus and then you look at the 888, those are three chipsets, obviously two of them in, the, in 2021 and two, well, the 865 and the 865 plus are in 20, 2020. The 870 is really a successor and more of a slightly modified version of the 865 Plus, where the 865 Plus is, a, again, similar but slightly more modified version of the 865. So more of a step count up. So what we see with the 870 is literally almost 95%, maybe 98% of the same specifications as we get with the 8, uh, 865 Plus. But then we get a slightly higher clock speed, which enables us to actually have a slightly better performance, also enabling Qualcomm to give us that rebranding. And of course, putting it as a SOC of 2021 breed as opposed to an SOC of 2020. Uh, no big difference in the sense of how the modem implementation here, we're still talking about an integrated, mo uh, sorry, a separate modem when it comes to 5G, where the 888 truly becomes five nanometer processing, uh, you know, architecture with integrated 5G modem, triple ISP. All of those things are still valid with the 888. And that's what the flagships are going to be. So that was a big surprise for me. And then we see MediaTek coming in with the 1100 and the 1200, which is, again, a big thing. But then not only that, Honor also finally had their first, um, I would say, uh, launch event of a device that was outside of being uh, partners or basically a sub-brand of Huawei. And they featured a new chipset, which is, surprise, surprise, 
the 1000 plus chipset that we have here with the Reno 5 Pro. So that to me was actually very, very, very nice. Um, uh, it was a very, very, and I'll, I'll get back to that comment. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading them. Uh, Mark Sada has saying, hi, Tarek. Hey, man, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> Donald Lazino. Uh, well, well, let me just do real quick, finish up with this one. So the, the short conversation that kind of went through there is for me, first and foremost, the, the architecture of what Honor was prior to this announcement was a sub-brand. So for the most part, Honor always relied on Huawei's innovations and Huawei's de devices to be able to get inputs into what they're doing. What we're seeing now is a, a, obviously a delineation. They're separating their, their PR team for the most part. I think for me, at least, my contact is still the same person. But the short conversation, though, is that they're starting to shift away and they're starting to have their own brand identity. So hopefully we'll start seeing more optimizations. Uh, hopefully we'll start seeing the return of Google Play services to Honor devices. Now, I'm not sure about the previous library of devices. That's a conversation that has to be held because I don't know if that um, the the current situation that's going on with Huawei impacts them because technically those are run, they're running uh, Huawei chipsets. So that's that's the other thing. Um, there was an announcement of the view to the view 40, but no view 40 pro. So we'll also have to see what happens with the pro side. So that was primarily what I wanted to kind of touch. There was a lot of processor conversations this week uh, between MediaTek, between Qualcomm, and of course, devices being announced. Uh, and I'm really excited to see what devices start supporting the 1100 and the 1200 in the near future, because those are the things we want to see. We want to see what companies are going to start to invest in that. Obviously, Reno and Oppo are going head in. Uh, Honor's going in with it right now. We already know those with the 1000 plus chipset. So we'll have to see if that continues. Um, I think I may have missed a few comments here. Let me double check. Da, da, da. Um, Okay. Uh, I, okay. So, so right there. Yeah. So Chemi is something with us saying, TK, what do you think about LGs getting out of the phone market? Uh, um, I will get an LG wing 5G just happening, uh, just now that because this is happening. Um, so here's the thing. I don't really think they're going to be leaving the entire market. I don't really think LG would go in at CES and announce, obviously, not, not necessarily announce, but like teased us with a rollable LG Explorer program device, which is what they started with, with the whole uh, wing. Now, that part for me is a big factor because that me that tells me, obviously, is that there is intention for them to wow the audience to try to still innovate in that realm. So for them to basically restructure, I think more than likely, it's a maybe downsizing and more optimizing of the existing team. That's probably more so what's going to happen if that's going to happen this year. Um, to Juan Carlos's comment, where I feel like is a very, very uh, on the point conversation kind of um, this is just basically business, uh, general business conversation, right? I mean, any company that if they've seen it for, for a certain amount of years, certain amount of quarters where their performances haven't been onto what they were expecting, they have to have this conversation. They have to prepare for it. They have to see what's going on. LG is a very big company when it comes to other divisions that they perform in and mobile is only one part of it. So the, con the concern essentially is that as a company, if you're looking at it, do you still put in that big of a team on a on a product or on a division that may not be performing as well? So that's the concern that's going on. The rumors about potentially selling off part of their production to another ODM based out of Vietnam, that's, if anything else, as long as they're able to continue the conversation, what LG has to do, the intellectual performances and, and rights of what LG Mobile was, there's really not going to not going to be that much of a difference for us realistically, as long as LG doesn't just up and just exit the entire system, 
Okay. We're not talking about uh, palm. We're not talking about, you know, um, uh, BlackBerry, where BlackBerry ended up being taken over by another ODM, carried on for a certain amount of time, and then it entirely just basically turned off. So those are the things we have to keep in mind. I think LG realistically is too big for for the sense to be able to just say, look, we're just going to take our hands out of this. Uh, because at the end of the day, they have a lot of other systems that could potentially carry them if they need any concerns there. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't really think they're going to be going anywhere. I think it's more of a restructuring. Um, let me see what else we have here. Uh, Potatoes of skin. Uh, why is MediaTek SOC has more 5G bands than from Qualcomm or Exynos? Is that due to costs? Uh, so it's more of the compatibility, right? So they're coming in with the, we need to be compatible with more devices or more bands. And it, their goal obviously is to become more um, synonymous with, if, you know, it'll work anywhere kind of a situation. The 888 um, uh, is really answering that statement by fixing the concern. So 888 has a much has an all band compatibility when it comes down to you know, millimeter wave, 5G, uh, sub six. All of those technologies are all present in the 888 with the integrated modem. And I think Qualcomm has, uh, it took them about a year of going through with the 5G modem to be able to get that in there, where MediaTek is trying to be international. Um, we may not realize that MediaTek is present in a lot of devices that we generally maybe not realize what the processor is in there. I'll say this because like tablets from uh, from uh, from Amazon in the U.S., ninety percent of them are MediaTek processors. Uh, the uh, the Amazon Assistant uh, devices, whatever device that uses smart chipset, even smart TVs and so on, they're using MediaTek processors. Um, I think OnePlus last year when they made their OnePlus TV, they were actually using a MediaTek processor in their TV to power that entire system. So. As a company, MediaTek has been producing content, producing hardware to fit into so many other areas that they really haven't been um, acknowledged for that. When we see them in mobile devices, we had, a, a I would say, a pre-consumption, pre, um, I'm not trying to downplay it, but basically I think a lot of us had a, a pre-existing uh, understanding of what MediaTek could do, and we assumed that it was always the underperformer. And they're proving us now that they're able to push and they're able to get better. Um, 2019 was the announcement, 2020 was the proof. Now we're in 2021, we're seeing more improvements. They're moving forward, obviously it's working. So that's the goal. The goal is for us to see and have better competition. Um, I think having MediaTek processors, having um, you know Qualcomm processors, and of course having um, other processors like the high silicon processors or even um, seeing Exynos processors, it's always good for us as consumers. And that's the main thing. We wanna be able to have uh, the performance that we want and of course, uh, not have to necessarily pay too much for it. Qualcomm is great, but again, typically those are going to be the high-end flagships with the 888 and so on. Uh, so here, uh, okay, let me, I think I missed a couple of comments here. Tom, Zach, man, welcome, welcome, man. I love the beard, dude, love the beard. Um, let me double check it. Davin, okay, so I think, I think okay, here, Davin Davis jumping in. Um, I'm hopeful that Honor will be able to use a larger pool of chips, uh, chip choices, MediaTek, Qualcomm, Exynos, um, to help build out their brands. And I think that's what's probably going to happen. We're going to see more presence from them uh, in that in that media, in that in that format. And I think to kick it off with MediaTek, especially with the Dimensity 1000 Plus, I think that's a very good implementation. I'm interested to see how they. They transfer over their understanding of the uh, like because they brought over a GPU Turbo X. So there, that I always understood or always assumed 
that was part of Huawei's uh, architecture. So the GPU turbo. So how were they able to bring that over with Magic UI 4.0, which again, I think some people commented like, why is it still based on Android 10? Well, the reality is they haven't been able to upgrade to Android 11 because of the current situation. So now I think Magic, U Magic UI should be able to move forward. And and uh, oh, now that the consoles can reach 120 frames per second, are there any reasons uh, for getting a budget gaming PC? Um, it depends on what you're trying to do. So I think Tom Tom's asking a great, great question, especially when we talk about uh, you know gaming performance and consoles and so on. But uh, wait, hold on a second. Wait, what is that? I okay, I have a. I'm seeing somebody's elbow over here. I don't know what it is. Let me see. Who is this? Um. Dude? Wait, this is not the right show. What are you doing here, man? I'm in the wrong place. I didn't I didn't even mean to be here. This oh. is just not right. I wait, hold on. Wait, one more second. What are Sam? Is that you? I don't know. It, it showed me a picture of Sam, but then could be. Wicked what? Sam, hey. I think we're in the wrong place. This is not the right show. I took, I, I, I took a left wrong place. Up in the show. What is going on, guys? <laughs> what uh, uh, what happened? <laughs> I thought you had to go back to work, Matt. What the? Are you playing games with me, you guys? How are you? We're good, man. Good. <laughs> Sam and Matt from across the podcast dropping in as a little bit of a, a surprise for everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, how I love the hat. Well, oh, man, now I gotta wear my hat. Sam, I, well, ah, thank, see, this is one of those things where I wish I could do this and then hand it over to Sam and be like, he got it. But how are you guys doing? <laughs> how's, how's your day? How's <laughs> to, uh, do you guys doing okay? Is it raining for you guys, I guess, or no? Because <laughs> we're getting it's rain here. Okay, it's always raining there. <laughs> it's a bit of everything, to be fair. It's raining and snowing at the same time, so. I, I love it. And I love how Greg, Greg caught on on me. I'm really bad at acting. It's like, okay, whatever, TK. <laughs> I'm bad at acting, man. I try. This is my second time. Last week with Juan, I figured this week I'll be great. We can play it off really nicely. Um, but, you know, actually, before we get into introductions and talking about everybody, I wanted to push it out because this actually related directly to Sam, uh, sorry, to Matt a little bit more. Um, Tom was asking a question about here. Now that consoles are reaching 120 frames per second for performance and gaming, do you think there's a need for gaming, you know, budget gaming PCs anymore? Being that you use a PS5 and I use a PC when we play together, what, do you, what are your thoughts on, on gaming PCs? Do you, would you consider that over a PlayStation 5? And the same for you, uh, Sam. Would you, would you play games on a, on a, on a mobile console, on a console or on a PC? For me personally, I, the PS5 is more than powerful enough. Oh, but yes, I can see... Def the definite need for high-end gaming PCs. Budget PCs, again, with the PS5 and the Xbox One, it's a bit, you get that kind of performance, but for a lot cheaper than you'd pay for a budget PC. Which, which so is the biggest factor. Yeah, no, mm. it, it, it comes down yeah. to enjoying your content and being able to play it, and like, as Stan was saying, with 120 frames per second. But Sam, what, what is your, I, I always forget, I think you're, are you on Xbox or on PlayStation? Uh, I have, well, I have actually both. Well, actually, I have all three. So I have an Xbox and a PS4 and, and, a, and a gaming. I just bought an Omen, uh, the, the 15, the brand new okay. Omen. So, um, and really, I bought that just because I, I play a couple of games on PC, but I would probably be, I'm definitely a console player. We talked about it in the show a couple of weeks ago where it was like, 
I was exposed to having a Nintendo and a Sega Genesis back in the day. I didn't have access to a computer. So it's, it's basically, I mean, I, well, for what I spent for the PS four, I bought it for 150 bucks from a person at work. So versus the $1,400 Omen that I bought. um, Yeah. So as far as price performance, and I, I also like too with, with consoles is you don't have to worry about specs. If I buy a yep. PS4 game and throw it in the deck, it's going to work. I don't have to worry. Does my memory card, do I have enough RAM? Do I have recommended settings? You know, it's like all this, you don't have to all worry about upgrading. I, all the headaches I'm yeah. having to go through right now because I'm having to troubleshoot <laughs> yeah. my PC side. Matt was yeah, laughing so, at me. I couldn't play a game. He finished the match. We were at the end, like literally two yeah. seconds to the end of the match. I froze and dropped out of it, and he finished second. Right. <laughs> yeah, t- TK didn't get any of the points or bonuses for that. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. the system saw that I froze and I jumped literally two seconds before the show, was, before yeah. the game was over. He jumped in, got the points, and he plays second by himself. Well, it wasn't by myself. We were second together until you oh. dropped out at the end. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm saying this like, when I came back in, I didn't get any of the uh, improvements. Nope. That's what I'm trying to say. No, uh. no. So but, uh, that's for me, that's what it, really when it comes to price performance, but also just compatibility. You know, if you buy a PS4 game or a PS5 title, it's going to run. No matter what you have, you can, you know, you put the disc in and it works and it, it just, it's a lot. There's a lot to be said about console gaming as far as just ease of use. It's, it's the Apple of the gaming world, right? It just works, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I, I, I love how IR1980 jumped in with the cyberpunk because I was about to say, unless you're playing cyberpunk on a, on a console, right. that's a different story. P, you know, you, you got to uh, experience <laughs> with Google Stadia because he's enjoying it. Stadia, is, I think, has proven itself to be the most stable when it comes to that. But um, now that we've covered that a little bit, I, I, I know most of the people in the, in the chat know you guys. They know who you are. They obviously follow you guys. They check you guys out on Sat- on Sundays with the Across the Podcast. But mm-hmm. um, if you don't mind doing a little bit of an introduction of who, who is Matt Tyler, this guy with some really, really nice hat on top of his head. Um, and then, of course, who is this Sam guy, this wicked Sam guy that apparently remembers the Genesis? No. I'm rocking again today. <laughs> the PlayStation guys. Uh <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and start off with uh, with Matt, man. Let us know who you are and um, give us give us a little bit of an introduction to you know the man, the myth, the guy in the you know in the comments and the guy that runs the show with the dude from the across the pond. I'm literally just a dude. Like, <laughs> there's not there's not much to say about me. I'm just I am who I am. I am I just, who I am. I am who I am. Who I, who I come across as live and on the internet. That's me. Fun, He's the man behind funny. the Matt Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. Always do whatever I can for the kids. That's it. That's me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Great at Warzone, by the way. Great, if great partner to play Warzone with, by the way. Love if, gaming. If, 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 if you're able to, yeah, I was going to say if you're able to get the timing set up correctly. Um, yeah, Sam, definitely timing Sam, is an issue. <laughs> wicked, wicked Sam, our buddy, our our Sam from from Boston, our Bostonian Sam. Uh, this is uh, actually I was in a, on a, some trips in Boston, so I I, I learned into, I ran into the wicked pissa. So a, a wicked so a, a wicked pissa is like aloha. It, it it depending on how you say it. So okay. I'm not from Boston. I just was there on no no I, I yeah I, I only went to Boston for the, for the shirt so <laughs> right. And so yeah, well, it was funny because um so it's like it works like this. It's like yo. It's like hey you <laughs> that guy's a wicked pissa. So it means like good right like this guy. 
he's a wicked pisser. Right. So depending on how you it's say not it, what it means, context. but no, okay. Right. Well, because like, I know <laughs> totally depends on how you mean it. Well, that's that second word means something completely different here. I, I I was privy to that conversation that Matt had with us on Twitter, and I didn't. I'm not even going to mention that conversation exactly what it is. But if you if you guys follow Matt or Sam, you probably saw the conversation Matt had with another YouTuber online because of that whole words translating across different cultures mm-hmm. and sometimes idioms. But um, so, but you're you're not actually from Boston. Where where are you guys? I mean, so I know obviously Matt is in the UK and Sam. Matt's, I'm, I'm actually born and raised and still currently live in St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri. Um, yep. So you guys, if you guys are regular, we got UK on the wait, sorry, UK on the left and you got West Coast and then East Coast. So we covered not only across the pond, but as well as across mm-hmm. the states. Uh, with that, you know, uh, you guys have a great show on Sundays across the pond. As I love that show. Uh, and I, I hear you guys are going to have some really interesting guests coming on a little bit. So how did that show come about? What, what made across the podcast happen? One. Well, one Carlos yeah. Bagnell. That's literally <laughs> it. If it wasn't some, for him, some LG chill guy caused be... this to happen. Yeah, yeah. that's it. But I do like um, down, yeah. Josh's comment. It's, it's, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> Across the podcast, the story of a dysfunctional long-distance bromance. (laughs) (laughs) The strong words of Joshua Vergara. (laughs) So Juan basically was the... So I I decided one one time just to start doing a a stream. Mm. I just decided to do it on my own, and it was called The Sunday Stuff and Things, because I was just getting on for two hours and talking about just whatever was on my mind. Uh, And I did a couple of those shows, and Matt was like... And I I said, anybody who wants to be in the stream can come on and we'll just talk. So it was that's how it started. Matt came on, and it was just like... We got it done with the show. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Let's just do this like all the time. And Matt's like, okay, cool. I don't, that, that sounds great. So we still ran the Sunday stuff and things for about four or five more episodes. Mm. And I thought we got to change the name because it's Sunday stuff and things is not exactly a great name for anything really, much less a show. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we put it up to the, to the community about picking the name. And I think it was a DTS. I think a couple of people came up with it, but I think a DTS was the one that came up with across the podcast. He was, was the play. Yeah, speaking of Aditya, speaking of Aditya, thank you very, very much. Wow. <laughs> the timing that, could not have been perfect. And he knew you were going to mention his name <laughs> right at that second right there. Absolutely. And as usual, always Aditya jumping in. Good morning, man. But yeah. And then it just turned into like um, really just a, a two-man interview format, right? And basically kind of uh, having Gus on. And really what we try to do is, you know, I can, and we've had Josh with Vergara on a couple of times. He's all the guests we've had on our fantastic. Oh, dude, that, that, that last one, yeah. Josh and Issa that one time, that was that was on yeah. fire. That was actually really nice. Well, and the reason, that was definitely and the good fun. Thing, so our approach is more like if I ran into TK, like if we were out and about and I saw TK in a coffee shop and I saw him, I'm like, holy cow, you're TK Bay. I know you. Let's talk about whatever, right? So we try to yeah. approach it from, I can find out what TK knows about phones and cameras. I can watch all of his videos and I can get that. But it's like, I want to know more about why TK does what he does about his family, about his interests. Does, does he like sports? Does, you know, the things you would talk about as a regular conversational thing to get to yeah. know the people behind all this, this community of tech, you know, does, is, is, is Joshua Vergara famous enough where if he goes outside, does somebody recognize him? Like, has he been at a grocery store? Like, Wait a minute. I know you, you're on YouTube. Right? I mean, has that ever happened? And is that what, shows that you've you've now achieved success right it's like if somebody recognizes celebrity you status right you're now a baller right so that we try to approach it more and fill that niche about you know the people in the show learning more about the the humanity and the person and the personalities yeah. behind 
their favorite tech people and talk to them. And also it's self-serving. We get to talk to like awesome people and like awesome we've never, we've never had, we've yeah, never had exposure to, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's just, it's always a lot of fun. So we try to keep it light and it's not, it's not, um, it's definitely for adult listening. So if you're listening to it, definitely free form, um, understand that everything, you know, all the conversations are in candor. They're, you know, they're having fun, they're kicking it. Uh, but it definitely, uh, yeah, more than what normally gets on the channel here. So we're more PG, I would say PG 13 at most. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I appreciate it. And, um, speaking of gaming system and so on. So I played the Sega Genesis. I, that was, uh, it wasn't my first. Nintendo was my first, uh, gaming system. Then I moved on to the, you know, Nintendo 64, the Sega Genesis, but I still had a PC at the time. Actually, that was when I started to build PCs for like the 486 DLC. Um, and I, I used PC, but it wasn't for gaming. It was mostly for internet connection. You know, if you remember the old modem, <laughs> the 14.4. The dial up. Dial up. Good yeah. old dial up. Dial up. Dial up. Yeah, all the baud. Like what kind of baud modem you have? Yeah, that was old school. Right. Yeah, no, and, and bulletin boards and BBS. All, it was just... The, the 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 presence back then was so different, but it was exciting. It was cool. It was fun. Um, there were some games. There were some inner, you know, on boards and so on you could talk to. But then any, obviously we evolved. We are now at the PlayStation level, PlayStation Five, and the Xbox Series X. I you know to kind of circle back at the from that beginning question that we started. I like to play on both systems. I'm more comfortable with a keyboard and mouse. I feel yeah. that that for me is much more of a comfortable um, system because of the ergonomics of what it offers me, as opposed to having being very close. I have a lot more selection into customizing. And if I want to be able to build macros or anything like that to optimize my gaming, right. I feel like that's what I what I like. Um, and I've actually just uh, surprisingly, I've also brought those over to the P- to the Xbox and to the PlayStation by using game server accessories. There are ways for you to game on a, on an Xbox if you guys are thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I I've been having so many problems with the PC. I'm, I'm tempted to just pick up Warzone or uh, just get the Warzone over on my Xbox, and then when we play, we just play over there because I I just I want to get gaming sessions to just happen regularly without having any problems. So the, hopefully Matt and I can prove it. Or maybe we can actually play together. You and I, all three of us used to play uh, as well as, um, you know, um, what is it called? Uh, Fat Produce. We used to get in yeah, the match. Andrew. And- well, <laughs> I don't say I would, I would play. That was a guy. Uh, I would, I would run around and like, I'd be like, yeah, let's just go, man. Let's like, I don't care about cover. Just run out there and you can just get blasted in the face. So I, I was definitely more bait and, 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 uh, the target yeah, so you, i, I wouldn't call it playing more the liability yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's fine but it makes it for a fun game it actually does make oh, it yeah. because we get a chance and, and josh was always, of course saying it thank you very much to aditya um, aditya is very very active with us today this morning on the mm. chat but um i wanted to actually also talk to you guys a little bit about your tech what you like to you know to use um i think we had a question before you guys were joining i don't know if sam you were in the chat somebody was asking about the uh the duo the surface duo and how how mm-hmm. do they like it so how's that how has that been for you using it because you're the longest user that i've known other than obviously josh uh, sorry josh uh juan carlos uh, right. that has it how is that have how is that being a daily driver device type of how has it been maybe that's a better yeah. way I, I would say it's a it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, so there are things I really like about it, and there are things that still really frustrate me about the device. So um, it, it's 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 a fun device. I like it, but it, I, it's clearly a niche device, and it's not for everyone. As a matter of fact, I would say it's for very very specific kinds of people. Um, 
it's been it's interesting to use, but I still have some the the software issues are are better, but still, I mean, there's still some UI tearing. There's still some issues with having mm-hmm. to reboot it, and then you know, and it connects. It, it's it's been it's been interesting. I, I've enjoyed it, and I'll tell you this much: I I can't put it down. Like I'll switch back to like right now. I'm on my Mate 30 just because the camera experience on on the Duo is not very good, mm-hmm. um, and I just didn't grab it today, so I had my Mate 30, but. Like later on today when I get home, I'll go into my drawer and I'll pull up my duo and I'll throw, I'll throw my SD card in it or me on my SIM card in it and that's it. It just works. I just, I can't go a day without using it. it just, I start to miss the real estate, the dual screens, the, the capability of like looking at Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like I was shopping some stuff. I can shop different prices. I can switch between mess- Matt will ping me and I can go right to a telegram message. I don't have to quick switch. Telegram. Um, but yep. yeah. Yeah. But then on top of it, it's, no, well, but then it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, never WhatsApp. <laughs> Almost like ninety percent of my friends have I've I've seen every single one of them like pop up on my on my on my Telegram like yeah. join 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 join. I'm like, whoa, that was an Exodus. Like you, but no. Uh, so yes, t- Telegram is is always fun. Well, and Discord for me, I I, I love the Duo panel. And I think Juan Juan mentioned that one a, a while back when we were talking about you know the the Duo versus the the Fold concept kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like the Fold and the Duo serve. I mean, they're both obviously. They give a different experience, but I feel like this the duo has the right fold type. It, the best way to say it is it's folding a desktop on its own as opposed to folding a desktop uh, the other format. I think I, for me right. to use the duo in the way you use, sorry, the the fold the way you use your duo. I every time I have to unfold it and turn it to get the same experience, where you just have to open and you're ready to go. So it, it, there yeah. there is a lot of lot to be said about the form factor. Uh, and uh, speaking of which. Matt, should we even ask? Or, I mean, what, what, what <laughs> who knows today? It won't be that tomorrow. I know whatever it is, it won't be the way that. It's no, what, no, no. I, I want to say this because he's he's been known on record to really be a big big fan of obviously ROG phones. He's also been right. a big fan of the FX2 phones and stuff like that. So I'm always wondering, you know, what what is what is Matt into this? Uh, you know, this week in as far as tech, what would you say is your tech, your favorite tech? My favorite tech so far is my PlayStation Five. That your baby. Is, surprisingly <laughs> enough, that is. My baby, that is my favorite piece of tech. Phone-wise, it's always going to be the gaming phones, ROGs, yeah. especially the ROGs. But well, we saw some leaks on the on the on the possibly mm. next generation ROG with an actual display mm. on the back now. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not display. saying I'm going to nerd out, but <laughs> I saw. I, I was I'm nerding out. out. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to skip the ROG Phone 3 and wait for this one because uh, right. I, I want to get the display. So Yeah, I would because the ROG 3 and the ROG 2 are very, very similar. Yeah, like, with the same screen, the same speakers, yeah. same battery, apart from not having the headphone jack. I was going to say, yeah. Pretty much the same phone, whereas the ROG 4 looks like it's going a different direction. Which I'm totally for, and I really hope that we get to see more more cool things like that. That's the mm-hmm. thing. That's the thing I like about the fact of what we see here. Um, and we talked about it a little bit before you guys joined us. We talked a little bit about the whole um, LG possibly exiting the the, the realm of uh, mobile space and so on. Uh, have you guys been following up with that? Is uh, do you have mm-hmm. any any yeah thoughts? I've seen it, but for me, it doesn't really affect us. We haven't had LG since. Not not the big flagships. We've had a couple of the Ks here and there, but mm-hmm. we haven't had LG in the UK for since the G7. Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. that's a few generations. And we got we V50 at the minute on mm-hmm. EE, like specifically on EE. That's it. Right. 
but that's not even the v60 that's the v50 so and we, the, we don't really get exposure to lg or dual screen phones i was i was any well, kind <laughs> i think you mentioned the dual well in, in in a different time i think when i was on your show we talked about that but i thought you mentioned also that the wing may be coming is that true or no well that's what we heard but so far nothing no but then the duo is supposed to be coming to the uk as well but so far nothing so i don't know <laughs> I, I, i'm smiling because it's it's a lot of different conversations there but uh mm. i think it was to do with brexit a lot of the marketing down to brexit everyone was just waiting to see what happened well mm. now that we're beyond brexit at this point yeah now we're yeah, doing so hopefully we can get some more things can try uh, to regulate again. asus the rog3 never came to the uk so uh, it's, it's an uncertainty i think it's if anything it's mm. just the uncertainty of the market but i know sam we'll has been using more more lg devices if i remember correctly yeah i've had the uh, the g8 the g8x um yeah I, I, it's a shame i've had a you know the v30 and the v35 and and those i it's it's really kind of for anything it's just i like lg i mean yeah say what you will mm -hmm. about the the software experience say what you will about I love LG you know phones. i yeah. it's it's to me it's just another it just it reminds me of hdc right it's another one of my favorite mm. oems falling out on the wayside right and it's like it's just this furthering of a samsung apple duality right where that's pretty much what's gonna happen i mean speaking of rog phone or og phone you got the the zen phones asus makes oh, solid yeah. devices man they yeah, uh, that they i mean seriously the zen phone 6 and now the zen phone 7 that's a really good phone xiaomi Josh, is now yeah, xiaomi my favorites are more, yeah. asus and oppo yeah, yeah. Last, last year and what we're seeing what's going to be coming this year asus and oppo are my two to watch the oppo find x3 pro looks very interesting compared to last year uh, some of the some of the leaks that we're seeing right mm. now coming up they're the next ones to actually hear from because we saw we saw the 888 on the on the Xiaomi 11, Mi 11. Mm -hmm. That was um, hopefully we'll see it more of a, more information on that. It's not global yet, but um, yeah. you know Samsung technically won the first 888 chip device in the U.S. Since technically they're going to be available as of I think that what the end of next 29th? week. 29th, I think it's the 29th, so, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So it's end of January, roughly. That's the typical thing. Um, I'm excited to see what Xiaomi has to bring, mostly because of the fact that they generally come in at a very reasonable mid-range, not mid-range price, but uh, it's like the you're getting the best that they're offering, but you're getting it at a good price. That's really what oh, yeah. Xiaomi is known for, um, where you get Oppo coming in also with the Reno line that are literally oh, trying to yeah. hit above. Like the Reno really, like it looks and it performs at a much higher you know, it, it, it's basically more of the performance that you didn't expect out of this phone. You think of it MediaTek, some people right. may already kind of forget about it, but no, Dimensity 1000, and especially the 1000 Plus, uh, clocks in performance-wise on a benchmark close to what the eight, uh, the 855 Plus was performing at, which right. is, again, still very nice. At 7T or 7 Pro is more than capable of handling your daily activities in 2021. Mm -hmm. So for me, those are the things I'm, I'm really happy with those. Uh, but, you know, it's what we see now is at least the, the change that's coming up with LG is the concern of having less competition in the field. That's maybe yeah. the other factor. Uh, in the U.S., they finally came back um, for us in the retail stores, which was a big thing for us. About a couple of years ago, they were removed. So uh, I also remember, actually, if I'm not mistaken, you guys had a nice experience with the, with an LG device that was you guys were trying to swap between each other, and that never <laughs> did it ever did it ever make it? To yes, you? it took what two? I think it was two months when it three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. So he he got yeah. So I sent him the G8X, 
and he got to use it. But the problem is it was carrier locked AT&T. So I don't think he could use a SIM in it. And we tried to unlock it and it, it didn't work. And then he was supposed to get an update that was supposed to be pushed from LG UK. It was just like, it was a hot mess, but he actually got the chance to use the hardware. And okay. I, and he, Matt, I think Matt was like, wow, this, yeah. how good, of, how good would this sell in the UK if this was available? Right. I think yeah. a lot of people in the UK would have, would have, would have taken a chance. It's just, it's just a darn shame that it just wasn't available in the UK. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I was like, this for the velvet great. as well, but we didn't yeah. get the velvet either. So but it is one of them things we heard a few years, like I can't remember. It's quite, a, quite a few years ago that Sony were going to leave the mobile market and it never happened. So, but I'd take it with a grain of salt until we actually do. We'll we'll have to, uh, my hope is that we so let's just say this if they Hopefully do want to focus if they do want to focus and bring down the, the 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 core team of LG Mobile to be more specifically focused on let's say the mid range to high end like Velvet or higher what, you know what mm. Juan and I were talking about a couple of days ago I feel like that hopefully that their focus also will be to include them into other markets, bring back LG into more markets that they, they were known for. And especially the innovation, they love the dual screen. Four different uh, devices now support dual screens between the V50, mm-hmm. the, the G8X that you had, uh, Sam, as well as the V60 and the, uh, and the Velvet. But the reality is we, you know, we need to see more, more inclusion, short, the mm-hmm. base, the best way to say it, uh, I saw a comment here real quick from Davin, uh, but I think would be good conversation also. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this rumor. There was some conversation talking mm-hmm. about the fact that, um, so here uh, at TK, uh, what do you guys think about the OnePlus and Oppo uh, much closer relationship with merging resources? Uh, so I don't know if you guys heard about that yet or not. Thank mm-hmm. you for the question, Davin. Uh, it seems like there was a report saying that basically uh, from a from a public relations, I forgot what it was, the the level of integration, but essentially... We knew that OnePlus and Oppo have a very there's there's a lot of similarities between the two. The right, Find X yes. Pro and the One Eight OnePlus Eight Pro have a lot of similarities, uh, and uh, there was no question about that. But having them work closely together as opposed to independent when it comes to some of their resources, what do you what do you think it would be? Is it a good thing for the market? Is it something that maybe uh, that we you know less competition or what, what? What's your what's your take on that? I think it's a good thing, but. Like most of the stuff they had, they shared anyway. Yeah. Like you look at the OnePlus 8 Pro from the front next to a X2 Pro from the front. There is no difference. It's the same. We we know. It's exactly the same same panel. panel. So I think, I don't know if it's going to make much difference to the way the phones are made. It might make much difference to the prices. That's the main Okay. concern is is the oppo is going to come down like the find x was considerably more expensive than the a pro in, so in my is, opinion which one's going to go which one's going to go down that's you're you're wondering the main yeah, thing. are they going to try to level it or are they just mm-hmm. going to keep them in, in the in the aspect of where they are um but uh, the question maybe for both of you guys were you surprised would you be surprised if you heard that they're cl- they're working closer with, you no. know, with each other? No. Matter no. of fact, I'm actually more surprised it took this long for BBK to really, because mm-hmm. if you I, look at it from a, if you look at it from a pure business perspective, it makes no sense to have these two separate. It you oh, know it, this is it's it's we're maximizing. It's I think it's just the natural it, how it metas- It's the natural organic progression of a company. It's just the way yeah. OnePlus is now mainstream. It is not a niche weird awful weird you know like kind of kind of brand right now like the one plus one was with cyanogen mod it was really mm-hmm. an enthusiast device now it was very, we very clearly, yeah. yeah we've clearly seen that one plus is now leveraging itself as a 
Samsung competitor, right? It's trying to be more mm-hmm. prof, you know, profitable. It's trying to be more streamlined. It's a little, you know, one UI looking, you know, they're, they've changed yeah. their interface. They're trying to make it more accessible because now it's accessible to an American market and you've got to yeah. make a phone that kind of Samsung esque. The reason why I don't think it matters is because Oppo has no presence in the U.S. Nobody even knows what Oppo is. So there's not it, even competing against mm-hmm. itself. It makes it, no sense. See, that's different here. Because in the U.S., though, but in Europe, they're not. In right, the US, exactly. So for mm. us, that makes perfect sense. In the U.S., because we don't really have a, a presence much for Oppo. But when it comes mm. to the European market, both Oppo and OnePlus are present there, as well as the Asian market. So uh, one thing also Josh jumped in there with Joshua Vergara saying, maybe that could also have a, uh, a you know partially mm. why Carl Pei left. As you know, Carl Pei yep. and uh, Pete Lau were the two biggest <laughs> faces of OnePlus for years. Right. And Carl Pei, if I'm not mistaken, I think is supposed to make an announcement about his new endeavor into a new business that he's left. So he he was he yeah. left OnePlus and now he's starting his own company. Uh, but I agree, you yeah, know, I think the the merger could be part of the reconstru- you know, the restructure. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw Pete Lau taking more of a, more of a presence over on in Oppo's side as opposed to just being straight on OnePlus. So those right. are things that I feel like. Like I said, I, I wasn't surprised. No. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we're we're now beyond that. We we can just literally move on because it's it's more of the, when OnePlus first came out. The biggest things everybody started to talk about was the fact that they are a sub brand of Wapo. And the biggest right. thing that we had from uh, from that conversation at the time was that they no, we're not, we're not, we're doing things on our own. There was a lot of similarities between the two hard, hardware from the companies. But at the end of the day, uh, they learned, they used what they were able to get from Oppo to make it to where they are now. OnePlus obviously has now its own sub brand. <laughs> There's the Nord conversation into the th- mm. into the thing. Um, and if it means uh, OnePlus and Oppo can give us more or better tech, my my hope is that we see more, right? OnePlus 8 Pro and Find X2 Pro, although similar in the front, were a little bit different in the in the internals and when it came to yeah, what you quite have, a bit different right? material to buy. Material materials, uh, mm. also charging speeds. The Find X2 Pro had 65 watts. OnePlus had uh, didn't go as high. Uh, they they <clears> included <throat> wireless charging on the 8 Pro, where Find X2 Pro doesn't have that. So there there are differences in in the way they were implementing. Yeah, and yeah. at least for my taste, I felt like the Find X2 Pro camera performance was a little bit better. Although I the love 8 Pro, the X2 Pro's camera. The, the Such camera a good camera. It it is honestly one of the only devices I st- literally I carry with mm-hmm. almost all the time. The cameras are crazy front and on back. Um, it is such a good camera, and hopefully yeah, they I- share a bit of that as well. Mm-hmm. Because especially op- like here, Oppo cell phones. Obviously, mm-hmm. they sell all their phones, but OnePlus is a bigger name, so hopefully it brings a bit more attention to Oppo here. I hope yeah. so. Like, but it also begs the question, what are BBK going to do with Vivo and Realme? Because if they're going to merge those two, what's going to happen to Vivo and Realme? Because obviously they're also a BBK but company. For another, so another it's going to, be, going to be curious to see where they go after they're finished with OnePlus and Oppo. Because obviously they're yeah. the bigger brands. Yeah, to me, to me, the merger is that is pretty old business move. It's it's like you had two sets of resources working on the same thing. Why mm-hmm. why have redundancies in your own organization when it comes to development and R and D? It makes no sense. It's the same thing when when Microsoft, you know, and Lumia was bought out. They had redundancies in their Lumia division, right? They had camera mm-hmm. techs, and so they basically essentially got rid of all those people, right? Yeah, Microsoft had their own in-house people. So whenever those companies merge, it's just a profitability thing, right? It's like, why do we have two teams essentially mm-hmm. working on the same hardware? It makes no sense. And then Basically. where the real, the real <laughs> question is going to come down to is on the back end, 
how much is that how much is that homogenized across oppo oneplus vivo and realme like how mm. much homogenization do you get and how mm -hmm. much do they really want to take the time of effort of making differentiations in hardware and software really i don't at some point i think bbk would just probably make it all one because yeah. you have to manage all those different resources right you have different div divisions working on different kinds of software that requires different r d different lift different you know smoke testing different development so how much does bbk really want to be streamlined i think they're going to keep going with it if it works with one plus and that's probably why mm -hmm. why the uh why uh Carl Pay took especially off. He's like, Vivo. I want to do my own thing. Yeah, we'll see. Especially with Vivo, because Vivo's a lot. I think Vivo's the smallest out of the one, all of them that they've got. They they have some so interesting designs. Yeah, I've, I, we've they, seen some interesting new new tech from them. But yeah. as far as presence outside, I feel like Vivo. Yeah, it, it kind of goes Oppo, yeah. OnePlus, Vivo in that kind of order a little bit. Yeah. But then right. you got Realme. Realme is actually pretty big. That's depending on oh, the market yeah. that you're in, the countries you're in. Realme is actually very big. Uh, I have. And the, I picked up a Realme. It's, this is X2 Pro, right? Oh, we're talking. So we're we're already on Realme conversation, guys. We're already. Well, no, it's <laughs> just because they are. This phone is ridiculously cheap. Yeah, but it's got yeah, an no. eight fifty five plus two hundred and fifty six gigabytes of RAM, and it's like, why? Why yeah, over a thousand pound? No, okay, one fifty, one hundred and fifty. <laughs> yes, okay. Now we're talking. But I, I wouldn't I, mind I, seeing the OnePlus phone with, like taking some of the ceramic design or some of mm -hmm. even the vegan leather design from I, I, I still i still oh, want that plus. one i still want that design that they had with the the, the back oh, the of the camera the, the glass yeah, yeah the i want that phone that's so that, that, that was awesome yeah that was 2020 concept one plus that oh, we never that never so happened that never, it was it was weird because they showed it to us they teased us with us i did a video with it it was a it, it just truly felt like such a unique phone and then of course right after that about a couple of months later they announced that the their partnership with mclaren has ended so we were yeah. not getting <laughs> we were not getting more mclarens now we've oh. got the 8t concept the, with the color changing glass on the back so that that's the stuff i want to see that the mm. new yeah. tech that the improvements into what we normally see because there's they've done a lot of work on the front end we've obviously seen you know the, the displays are great the refresh rate is getting up there um, i really hope that the conversation that they had at the innovation day last year with the 10 bit true 10 bit color on the display will happen with the Find X3 Pro because that's going to be pushing again even more because there's a good chance that if we see that on Oppo, we could see that on OnePlus on the 9 Pro. So oh, yeah. those are the things I'm yeah. hoping, I'm really, really hoping for. And that's the one thing I miss about some... LG missing the market is that oh, yeah. they're the ones that are pushing the envelope, right? Crazy form factors, wings, yep, rollables. Wing. And I think, I think that somebody's going to have to be that new they have to fill that void of a company that's willing to push form factors, design changes, because there's got to be something because, and there's it, the glass on glass slab is becoming too, it's almost stale now. I mean, the LG was oh, willing to push, yeah. like, let's try this design. And if we care, if it doesn't sell, well, at least we tried to the wing. Yeah. Rollable. Hopefully another OEM takes that cool. up and runs with it. Like, like, oh, you know, like tinting glass or different form factors or different but that wasn't materials. the first rollable we saw, was it? Was it TCL no. had the first one? Yeah. So there's, there's three yeah. rollables coming out supposedly this year. Right. And all three for the most part are very, like, I'm almost say like 95% the same. Yeah. I mean, obviously not the same tech. We're not, we're not questioning. We don't really right. have details into that, but at least from the form factor, it, it's essentially going to be a phone where it sits in front of you and then it rolls up into a bigger phone to the to extend the experience. Both, sorry, Oppo, TCL, and LG all teased this technology. 
Right. All three. TCL that makes me further. happy because Oppo will release it in the UK because technically oh, yeah, it's no, not no. a dual screen phone, so it right. should count. They had it. Uh, they had it at. I forgot what launch it was. It was actually it was at their innovation day. During their oh, innovation yeah. day, they had a working model. They there was a whole bunch of videos online yeah, showing the actual unit working. So it wasn't just you know a radio. It could have been whatever, but no, this was truly working. Um, TCL scroll though that that I geeked out on that one. That's like Indiana Jones level kind. Yeah, of, it looked like, it looked you know, incredible, and I was like, wow, that could be. That would, I still like to, I think that's still a different category than a, like a dual screen duo, right? That's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, but this I is, think as far, as far as the deployment and as far as the, the, the usability, I think that would be to me more usable than a fold as far as if they can definitely. make the tech work. And it's, no I, would, I would, I would use that. Yeah, I would use yeah. that before getting a fold for sure. If I was going to use a, 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 an uninterrupted screen like that, I think that rollable <laughs> is legitimately the yeah, next step. I think that's the folds, the folds have decreased the, the screen issues but see the rollables it's like they're obviously going to be plastic two phone style i don't know if i could get yeah so you can see yeah the two phone style sandwiched together i'll I'll tell you i use the fold at at the store dude that's nice man i i I can't hate on the z fold that thing is really cool like i was actually at a store playing i was like man this is really cool i could rock i had the first one i have played with the first one the hinge was a bit mm. the first one one was definitely the second one's nice they, they, I only got to play with it because I would never, you know, spend that much money on a phone like that. But a rollable, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, the folds never caught my attention prop like that. I, like, oh, I, that's cool. But the rollables I, have really got me. I think the rollable, <laughs> the rollables are giving uh, the Fold mm. three a run for its money because at this point, Sam's right. like, ooh. We should have done that other one that they yeah, were talking because there's about. There's no crease, and it's the same thing. It's a normal phone that may- turns into a I, bigger screen. I, I <laughs> still think that there may be somebody so, in the in the bowels of R and D. I think Samsung is going to have to have to have something that's either been working on, hmm. and and somebody made a comment to me about the you know Apple. Like, when, what would make you switch to an iOS device? I said if they came up with a dual screen device, like a Duo that was running iOS, yeah. I would use that. And when that's Apple when you know the dual screen phone, it's going to be really that's good. when it becomes normal because then all the people, in that, that's when you'll actually have it's, it's, yeah. it's, I, I say, what do I call it? The good housekeeping seal of approval for that device, <laughs> right? Once, <laughs> once did. Apple does it, that solidifies it as a consumer yeah. grade, ready to go device. I mean, that's just it, what it is. Blessed. It received right. the blessing. It could move now. You, you right. could so, the blessing of Tim Cook. <laughs> <laughs> I think this in, is going to work, right? But I think with the foldable, though, I think with the rollable, though, I think it's going to be a little bit more than that. You're probably looking at any rollable. It's probably going to be over two grand, probably like the 2300, 2400. It's going to be I mean, really pricey. Yeah, especially the first one. Yeah. And I'm, that's what's going to make, basically, that's the price to enter it. The barrier to entry is why would you spend 2400 for a maybe Gen Zero or Gen One product is gonna be really hard. But I, I mean I'm I would love to try one. I can't wait. I'm excited to see how I'm you out. jumped in on the duo straight away. So you oh, oh, it's going well, well and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, it's unfair because I was I'm if you're a former Windows phone fan and and you're a Microsoft guy waiting for the next Surface device, mm-hmm. that there was no doubt I was going to try it. And that's that's what it was. It wasn't <laughs> like I came in with it eyes closed. You know, I used to follow the Surface phone when after windows phone kind of cratered right it was all done so this has been a six-year project that they were coming up so for me it's not totally fair because i knew i was getting a duo once microsoft got into that market i was getting no matter what it was like you know even if it was two Mm. grand i don't care take my money right because i've been so excited about a surface windows phone phone. 
style kind of thing. Right. And, and, and it's been, it's, it's been 90% awesome. And there's 10% like, I am going to snap this damn thing in half. Cause it's just software issues. But they it's can really be fixed. Well, and also the camera too, because then I'm it's assuming... a situation where I, I well, struggled yeah, with the camera. Yeah. The camera, all. I don't think it was never designed for that. Was it? But I'm assuming no, the reason the Neo has sort of, just flatlined is because of the software issues till we've got the duo sorted they're not going to release the new and the duo the duo did serve its so for the for the sake of what the duo offers it it truly does work for what they intended for it it's just that they need to work out some of the kinks yeah and i think if i'm not mistaken sam you have the at&t model right so the the updates were all correct yeah, so there's always been also that the whole little bit of a delay of when AT&T a, gets the updates. Yeah, it's about a two-week lag. So whenever it got released, the, the AT&T version. So we've, unfortunately, we didn't get a December update because apparently the build they had for that December one was buggy. And then it was the end of the year, right? So Christmas time, we weren't, devs weren't going to work. So they're going to supposed to release the new version, uh, the January update to, I, uh, to the Duo. It's supposed to be next week sometime. So I'm assuming I'll probably get it, if that pattern holds, I'll probably get it in mid-February. And that's fine. It's not going to be... A feature, there's no feature sets as from what I think uh, Windows Central reported there wasn't it's not I, it's not Android 11 right there's okay. no major feature changes it's really just bug fixes and software bug patches and that kind which, of which, which we want we want them to, to oh yeah. yeah 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 definitely yeah. like you had a, quite a few problems with the but it wasn't the literally it wasn't the software it was more to do with Microsoft launcher I think it's the launcher I think that's the problem yep. is because there's a lot of UI elements that tear like the screen she doesn't go across it, or, and it didn't turn off when you close right, the phone and, and I found out what that was. It's because something there's a glitch with your your phone. So when it connects to your monitor, sometimes it 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 has to stay on for the your phone feature to work. And I think somewhere in the software it got confused that it was you still connected to, to it. No, the where the screen the your phone where it actually goes and you can actually cast your screen wirelessly. Oh, okay. your, yeah, yeah. I think it, it was in the software. It didn't know that it was disconnected from that, even though I was. And so okay. it did that mechanism to turn the screen off when you closed it failed it just didn't want to turn off so i had to basically factory reset the phone because i tried everything um luckily i'm good at that so it wasn't a big deal um <laughs> for all the phone switches right we've become masters of it's just of, annoying uh, setting up a phone. Yeah. oh yeah it was and then i still notice but i really think that's microsoft launcher i i still think that it is opposed to the other microsoft launcher that's more for single screen phones mm-hmm. um you know there's no icon pack checking i think that they were still working through the launcher what's Have cool is that using the beta for it yeah beta actually, i'm on the beta Okay. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it's no. still I, I still run into a lot of glitching, and then I've also <laughs> run into another uh, thing where if it connects to Android Auto, I get a lot of disconnects. Like if I'm using the phone connected through Android Auto on a phone call, it'll disconnect a lot. If I connect the phone only through wireless connection to my car, works mm-hmm. perfectly fine. So I think there's a bug in Android Auto too, where it's connected. It, it, it I get drop calls constantly. I know it's not the phone. Um, so okay. there's still a lot of a lot of things you got to overcome. I mean, it's still Gen Zero. It's still it's Gen. That that's it's partially yeah. partially what you, we need to kind of go through. But the hope is actually that they learn from this and they're able to fix it and they continue it. That's the other thing. I, my hope is yeah. that they don't just release one and then just kind of move on. Um, there's a few other comments that have been coming in in the chat. Uh, I think Donald was actually commenting saying, here, "Imagine if Google Pixel software and Android Auto um, and uh, and Auto and camera software ran on LG hardware. That just oh. would be the perfect uh, the combination there." Because LG delivers on the hardware. There's never been a, a version of their devices that never hit the mark, like right, you know, just right on the spot when it comes to hardware. It's the software that I felt like always 
needed more. I'm trying to be nice. But yes, in a certain way, it's missing. Uh, There were rumors that they were talking about the V60 getting Android 11 in the near future. So that Mm. that sounds like a pretty good one. I think they're starting to roll it out in, I want to say in Korea, mostly the initial release that was coming out. But that that's promising to see that the V60 is going to get it, um, and this quickly because in in like timeline this this is actually pretty quick for LG. Um, what else yeah. in there? Uh, my tech. Oh, Rolando, Rolando's in the comments. Hey man, how you doing? Hey, uh, Ronaldo. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Rolando. Uh, not launcher according to. Oh, okay. So here we're talking. Um, Mawash is saying is it's the Android. It's Android ten, not the launcher according to the. To to the me launcher Twitter. Oh, okay, I think that may be an answer to somebody else's uh, statement there. Uh, stable. Oh man, we missed so many conversations. Okay, there's a whole bunch of things going on. Uh, <laughs> that's what song. happens when you get. That's what happens when you bring me and my loud mouth on the show. I just I just I, I, just <laughs> made, I, I train. I just derailed the whole damn show. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's 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 not that. It's, but yes, you, yes, that's you guys. how we show off what we do on our show. <laughs> But I agree with that comment. I can Im- imagine the software stability and the, and the cleanliness of just a, an Android, an, oh, a, a totally Google experience on an LG device. That would be awesome. Because I've, for years, Google's like camera G8, software should be the standard. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how I, all these other people get it. Like, there's some companies that get it so wrong on yeah. processing. And it's like, but it's, 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 the, the base is already there for you to build on. You, it, that's I, the, the, it's I exactly it. what it is. Start. You, you really need to appreciate. And one thing I realized last year is that Oppo started to work closely with uh, with Google on the, some of their implementations. Mm-hmm. And we also saw, uh, you know, OnePlus is changing their UI. They're trying to become more uh, mainstream. I'm not going to say mainstream in that sense, but essentially like more closely to what one UI is offering. And those are the things we always look at at the different se- uh, sectors. Um, how well does the software live on the hardware that you're getting? Because right. You're in the software 90% of the time. The, the hardware yeah. is, is great, but once you go into the day-to-day activities, you know, you're doing your, your work, you're producing content, you're using it, you're doing whatever you want. It's all about the software, and ColorOS 11 is doing it right. MIUI 12 is getting there. If, you, if you're on the MIUI 12 uh, with Android 11 as opposed to Android 10, because there's two different flavors there. Uh, but I think, you know, Pixel or Google UI on an LG device, it has been something that we've been wanting forever. Ever since, uh, I think, was it like the G4 or the G, uh, even the G5? We've always wanted to have an Android One Edition version of uh, LG. And I think they released it one year. There was one year that we saw an LG with a, one U, with a Google UI. But those those devices, even Samsung, I think, uh, did that one one time, and then they they stopped. They they moved on. There was no mm-hmm. more, uh, the you know the stock Android experience. Uh, oh, can Android, I get it? Can I get an HTC One M8 Google Play Edition? Oh, can I get that? that I wish they, it would go to a Google Play Edition phone. Like I w- that was so great on having the M8 and the um, having those phones having a those clean, phones. Oh, it was awesome. UI. It was absolutely mm. awesome. And I felt like that was a big miss. Like once we lost them, oh. but then, you know, and it, but then we kind of realized also where, where pixel started to pick up as well. Cause I think when, right. when that line went down, pixel picked up and we're getting closer and closer to what pixel kind of does. Um, I think one of the comments yeah, in here Google has taken a long time to sort the pixel line out. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And then, um, Zen, Zen, um, Zenitech, uh, sorry, 
Or how about X Techie? X Techie, or X Techie? Maybe that's what it is. Um, I don't know. The problem with Apple phones is the prices uh, for their flagships, and I think that's I think that's to to Sam's sorry to Matt's po- uh, point originally is like is it going to be more of a leveling down where Apple prices kind of come down a little bit? So Apple is again known as to be more. They have a very very nice flagship uh, lineup that the uh, Find X series that we're talking about. Um, at one point, we're innovative. Remember the, the the pop-up camera mechanism that we had on the, I think was it the Find X? Oh, man, uh, I forget. It was the original Find X, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and that evolved into the Reno line, the Reno 10X Zoom that came up with the shark fin option. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, that's cool. I love that shark. We've had all sorts of different motorized ones, like especially from Oppo. The the first Find X was, was the first of its kind, wasn't it? It was... Yeah, one huh. of those things that everybody wanted, but it was the it wasn't very good. It was wobbly. It would collect dust. Oh no, no, I absolutely. And, and, and you but heard, it was you heard so, the motor, so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it was so good. I had one. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, I had one. Do you remember and, the one that had that looked a lot like the way um, the Asus Zenfone Seven and the Six Pro uh, Six look? The one with the flap that uh, it wasn't like totally articulating. Whereas one camera, it was uh, the camera mechanism just literally did a flip. Like you, when you flip over the camera, oh, yeah. the camera module just that flips in its face. Samsung won it. Yeah, they, well, no, the no, 850, no. I think. But they, I think they had another and phone that did was, the same thing. Yeah, yeah that was all. That was the white little tiny yeah. thing in the top. I remember that. It just. And then the next time we saw something like that was the Samsung, which is obviously a couple right. of years ago now. Oh, I remember yes, the, Oppo, the Oppo N1. That's what it is. Yes, mm. the Oppo N1. It was literally I, the one and done. It was the one, and I like that. That's a yeah. good sign. Do you see the comments, CK, about uh, that Josh put in there about the uh, an HDC 10 Google Play edition? Would have been aw- It would have been lit. Oh, lit it AF. Would, it would have been awesome. I, Totally, totally, totally. I, I, uh, Google Play Edition devices were very, very popular. And then the weird thing about it is with the community and the and the modding and the uh, community. Wrong. So Greg, Greg is also in the comments in there, which mm-hmm. uh, there, there are many people that try to do that. They try to bring in a more of a pure Google experience on these devices. So uh, mm-hmm. it, they didn't die, but it's just not mainstream. And I feel like Google should have continued at least like of every edition device that comes up a flagship, create an, a Play Edition so that people have the option of trying it out and seeing. Right. Because those are the optimizations that t- tend to be the biggest concern when you install a ROM. All the special drivers, all the special proprietary things that are part of the operating system on the specific device are not easily ported over without any kind of, you know, because you can't bring over copyrighted things. Open source is one thing, and it can do a lot. There's a lot of open source resources to use. But when you right. start to have to adapt, that's where Google Play Edition were always that's why I always Google felt like that. It's, it's such a shame that not, that's oh, not man, a thing that was, Now uh, we I, get I, Android I, One. That's as that's as close as we're ever going to get to back there. Yeah, I had I had an M8 GPE. It was it was one of my favorite phones. Although I do like sense based UI, obviously, but uh, that Google Play Edition was so fun. It was just so nice. I liked mm-hmm. it. And, and the G7, I think, was the one that they had. The Google, the G7 Android One. one. And, yeah. So uh, we never got that one. And oh, I don't no. think, it, I don't even I think, think it we was, ever got that. I think we just US got the G7, and then LG went, nah, forget them. Nah. That's it. We're we're done with the UK. It <laughs> rains too much in the UK. I'm not. Uh... We got seven. Mm. We got eight. Eight X. We got fifty. We got V fifty. We got we got a whole bunch. Yeah, of... with, that's why um, I did the phone trade with Juan, the mm-hmm. ROG two, for him to cover on the channel, and I had his V fifty, and Sam with the LG GX is because I wanted to use the dual screen and get 
friendly again with LG phones because I loved LG and it was one of those things when they stopped selling to me, it's like, great, now I'm just going to have to get a version from abroad, which is going to be more expensive because I'm going to have to pay taxes and fees. and uh, Import, ca- you guys, yeah. yeah. Do you Especially do- here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. just the ship stuff, just regular postal is crazy. Um, I've I've been dealing with um, I, I sent the package over to the UK and this isn't to do anything with just normal like however long it took yours but I think I may have been may I have a slightly longer experience that may be beating how long it took to get you the the phone um, I shipped the package on the twenty fourth of November it was mislabeled by the post office to go to Canada not UK then we fixed that problem and now it's still going in the system and still hasn't delivered to the UK so I I, I, I today what the twenty 20- 23rd yeah we one more day and I'm, I'm i'm locking in two exact months and the, it still didn't get there so yeah <laughs> how could you miss how do you mislabel the uk with canada i i don't <laughs> understand how it, like i have my receipt i have the, the 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 customs form i call them and and then they're like yeah it was labeled to go to canada and for a while it went chicago canada canada like it was literally going chicago canada canada chicago, chicago. it was back and forth back and forth and i'm like at some point will somebody not notice this thing keeps going <laughs> and right. they fixed the address but as of the 15th of january it just said that it left chicago international and i don't know where it is so it's hopefully still it's still on, on earth, earth. Hopefully it's still on Earth. Oh, oh no. It, the problem is it lands here and then it takes days for them to scan it in and update the delivery information. Oh, but no, because I did your postal regular post, um, I don't even think we get tracking once it gets to the UK. So all no. I get is it left the US. Oh, so it's gone. What happens is they're supposed to assign a tracking number like Royal Mail or, or, or the post yeah, supposed yeah. to put their own British um tracking number you can use like when i did with matt i was able to check it supposed yeah. no they will eh, maybe not we don't know it's it's, it's, close. Definitely, it's, it's probably like what the lg did it just t- took a round trip of the world before yeah. it london ontario canada <laughs> it, it is basically it's a package going to london but it's actually went to london ontario can all i know <laughs> it, 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 somebody in i don't know why but whoever coded it, because of that, the, the QR code that's on the box, because as you know, all of this stuff is ma- not manually done. It's all automatic. The code on the box is actually coded for Canada. So they supposedly fixed that now after a back and forth and me calling and people trying to chase this package down. They can't find the box, but they recoded it in the system. So it's supposedly going to the UK now. But I've checked with, with, with my buddy. He still hasn't had it. Again, as of the 15th, it is MIA. But, you know. He'll just yeah. receive a sticker. It's I, not attached to the parcel anymore. It's right. just the sticker. I, I'm, just, I'm just hoping they would have just sent it back to me because then I would have just faxed right. it over there because that would have saved me so much time. Because I've, I've sent well, We don't talk about FedEx back. and FedEx. They'll charge you 500 pounds just to get it out of customs. <laughs> that is, that's another thing. That's another conversation there. I don't understand. Uh, yeah. It is. It's one of those. And Steve, obviously, I love the new the new thumbnail, by the way, Steve. Steve, mm. I didn't recognize yeah. it beginning but definitely uh chilling with some uh ray-bans right there or some kind of uh, aviators that was um, a good look that's a good look steve looking good oh, man, man. To... but uh so question for you guys who who's who's on the show tomorrow can we say josh you are yes joshua do we know this guy no 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 we don't know who it is i i will not try and say his second name <laughs> okay. Because it's, I, it's I do Quinones, not. I think it's, it's Quinones. I think, I think it is Quinones. It is yeah. Josh Quinones. I'm not good with 
word letters words word, letter, word not, letters I'm you not, sound like <laughs> me right here <laughs> yes i am vindicated it is fine it's finally he, met, he stepped on a word it's like i'm not good with these word number things word letter things good talk all right i'm not letting that go ever yeah yeah um, yeah so that, that's honest, yeah. yeah we'll go with that i'm really looking forward to the show tomorrow obviously yeah, yeah. we've not we've not been on last week and I wasn't there the week before. Yeah. So next week, tomorrow is the first time I'm back. And this is my first actual time reappearing on camera for three weeks. So hope, hope, it's good. Hope, and then um, next week we've got Matthew Moniz. Oh, dude, that'll be nice as well. And, and Josh, yeah. Josh is a really, really, really cool guy. I'm really looking forward to uh, tomorrow. He, he lives about looking forward to minutes, maybe an hour away from me. So, uh, and he and I met Just with... warn him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them a few. I'll be like, hey, dude, before tomorrow, watch a couple of these shows. You'll know exactly what to do. Right. They're coming into the hornets, the, the lion's den, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, no, definitely very cool guy. Uh, you know, met him at a Samsung event a couple of years ago where I had an opportunity to go. I was in, I was part of a, a members thing. Um, and then uh, we be, we stayed friends uh, throughout the, throughout the time maybe between him, myself, uh, Greggles, and there's a whole bunch of other YouTubers in the Southern California area. We're sure. somewhat of a small, close knit, and of course, you know, where you all our, congregate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, most most of the creators, realistically, that most people know, are not on the West Coast; they're on the East Coast. Right. So you you get that slightly different shift, and in, in the on the West Coast, we're a much smaller group to, uh, and mm-hmm. but we're not we're not even close to each other. Like we can say we're in LA area, but like Josh is, uh, like Josh is about an hour or so away. Joshua Vergara is a little bit closer, but still that much of a distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Carlos and I used to be about twenty five minutes away or so, and he moved a little bit later, further away with the new lab. So it's it depends where you know it's, it's just the size of the USA. Mostly, <laughs> uh, mostly. Especially LA County. LA County is enormous. It's so I'm never far from like I'm what 25 minutes away from Saf, about two hours away from Chris, about an hour and a half away from Roger. So it's like but you also have a much better com- uh, transit system that connects right. you to two. Mm-hmm. But to what to what Sam is explaining is, yeah, LA County is very, very open area, open space, very much different than like East Coast, where things are more uh, aggregated in cities. And your transport was actually also set up to support that type of experience. Here, if you don't have a car, you're pretty much just you know out of luck. You need a car. Uh, well, you see, and same thing in St. Louis, <laughs> there is no real transit system. There's not. I mean, there's a. We have a train and a train that goes through downtown, like to the airport and out to the, the Metro East in Illinois. But as far as like where I'm at, yeah, if you don't have if you don't if have a car in in St. Louis or Missouri, you're 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 in trouble. There's really no you're way in trouble. To get, yeah, there's just no way to get to work. I couldn't or, imagine you having if you didn't have a car where you live, you'd never go anywhere. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I will tell you though, if I could like drive to like the local city that's near my house and take a train the halfway through it. I would totally do that. I would use public. Tra- I use it in Boston. It was great using the T. It was uh-huh. awesome, man. Just get on the T, take the red line, go to Harvard, right? It was great, man. I can just take, like, it Harvard. was awesome. Yeah. Go to Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that and it was pretty cool. So oh. I was fun using the T in Boston. It was great, man. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I, well, in LA, we unfortunately we have not, we don't have any any type, and I don't think there's actually even a plan. There is a few existing metro lines, but they're primarily focused into downtown LA, which most of us don't live in. Um, and then, of course, Rolando's asking, basically throwing it in there. He's only five hours away by plane, you know, right? Well, that's like me yeah. saying I'm only eight hours away. 
via I was gonna, <laughs> uh well no to me yeah to 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 Sam, you're right. Yeah, you're about seven to eight hours away to Sam and I think about almost eleven, almost twelve hours to me. Twelve it, hours to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I because I've gone to the UK so many times. I kind of like it's 11 hours roughly going 10 and a half to 11 hours. Uh, it's it's just there's a lot of things going on. So I'm, I'm hoping I hope you guys have a great time tomorrow with Josh. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he goes by Josh, not Joshua. I think Joshua is for Vergara and Josh is. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, what? We just, course, Josh, him, we just call him. Oh, okay, we just call him JV. So, yeah, yeah. JV. JV, because he loves him some tea. Uh, as, <laughs> I, no, I love that line. His line Enjoy is tea, so, everybody. like the organization <laughs> of it, the, the structure is like, hi, this is JV, and because I love me some tea, and it just yeah. flows perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, it just works. It just works nice and smooth. It's, it's really smooth. As opposed to ours. Mm, Nothing we do is smooth. No. <laughs> I, although the, the, I, I try to last about like, half an hour. I, I do like the fact that we're across the podcast, the best podcast you never heard of. That I do like. When you can say and it right. Yeah. When I can say it right. And then the exit is just a hot, flaming, garbage dumpster fire. It's terrible. I, yeah, I haven't no, figured it out yet. 35 when shows I, in, I can't figure it out. You think no one's got a long before. outro? You've got nothing on us. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> but you guys have always like, asked, like, how, does, how do you always kind of figure out how to end it around the two-hour mark and stuff? And I think it's if you realize it, it's because of you guys. Everybody in the show, literally in about 15 or so, 20 minutes from now, we're going to start noticing a trend going on in the uh, in the comments. <laughs> and that's how I know. Right. It's, it's they, keep always, you, they, keep you, they keep you grounded. They're so... Just well, you're roll call. Are, yeah. yeah. It, it, is, it is true. Yeah. It starts its own. It starts its own. But uh, I do want to say thank you very much for both of you guys for taking time of your day. I realize tomorrow is the show is going to be even more exciting. Um, I can't wait. And is it going to be at the same time? 1 p.m. Yeah, Pacific, be, 3 yeah, p.m. Yep, or 3 yep, o'clock uh, Eastern. And the I, 1980, we can't right? mention our sponsor here. <laughs> uh, it's not sponsoring this channel, but if, of course... No, uh, it's just know, I don't like to say, don't forget to mention your sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, wrong show. Yeah, wrong we're show. in the wrong place. We shouldn't yeah, be so here anyway. We weren't invited. This, we just crashed yeah. the party. Standard Stop. time, nine nine BST, three o'clock central, one o'clock PST. It's yep, GMT. Absolutely. It's GMT until a few months and then it's BST again. Okay, whatever. So it's GMT. We're GMT at the minute, but we'll be BST when the clocks change. I call it's BST. It's not confusing <laughs> at all. <laughs> Who knows? But it's yeah, eight same, hours away from me. That's all I know. Yep. Same bad time. Mm-hmm. Same bad channel tomorrow. Three o'clock central. Same bad faces. Across. Yep. Same, same ugly us. But a better. Well, but another guest. So that's going to be fun. It's still us with somebody else. That's more. I, I heard. I heard what you said, Sam. I know you like Josh more than you like me. I get it. Oh. I understand. He started to say a better, <laughs> better guest. I'm like, dang it. That's <laughs> it. I'm leaving the show now. <laughs> TK is leaving his own show. <laughs> I'll leave yeah, my own show. Successful incursion. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. end it. We're gonna end it now. We're gonna we're gonna go out in flames. Uh, but I want to say thank you again <laughs> for hanging out. <laughs> well, it was our pleasure, TK. We this is yeah, uh, like I said, it's we've taken up honor. enough of your show now. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll hang out again. I'll be in the comments as usual, uh, lurking in the comments as mm. hopefully Juan Carlos will be. Uh, and uh, IR nineteen. Yeah, so yeah, IR is re- reinforcing. It is GMT now, not BST. currently. Currently. Uh, but we'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow. Again, make sure you catch them across the podcast with Josh Quinones. If you guys are familiar, Josh is always also one of our favorite commenters as well on the channel and, is, and a big friend of ours. So uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Take care. Thank you. Uh, and uh, stop clicking links that come to you on Twitter. 
just stop. Yeah, well, you know, you have to click the link today. To. <laughs> Thanks for oh. having us, man. We Take appreciate it, it, sir. Thank you. Take Bye, guys. Bye-bye, Bye. everybody. <laughs> so that was a very, very um, unprepared, I would say. Well, actually, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely a very prepared show. Um, taking off, taking off my headset, obviously, since I don't, uh, there's no more hearing going on in there. And look, some Juan Carlos Bagnell, our favorite uh, YouTuber uh, personality present uh, here, uh, jumping in. Uh, great show, gents, of course, as usual. Uh, we still have about 30 minutes to go. And I kind of wanted to kind of go through and talk a little bit about, you know, kind of recapping. Um, having Sam and Matt on the show, as usual, as you guys know, uh, they're big fans of the show. We've been hanging out with each other for quite some time. And it really, at, the, at, at its core, it, it is really around what, uh, you know, some gadget guy, Juan Carlos Bagnell's essence of what the, his channel and his community is doing. Um, one of the things I appreciated about the fact is that's how I got to meet most of everybody that's hanging out in here, as well as Josh and, you know, everybody uh, here and there. Um, what I really like is the community that's built around it. And if you guys are not already checking it out, make sure you check out Juan Carlos's channel, his Patreon, if you guys would like to check it out. Um, he's a great host. We have our normal show, you know, best of our week that comes up every Thursday. And then, um, so King stars jumping in with the real me. Yes, no, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Matt, Matt's leaving a nice little comment in there. Juan heard all of the nice things that we said about him in the show. Uh, and it is, it's true. We're not trying to, you know, we're not embellishing or anything like that. It truly is. Uh, the essence, the biggest reason why we even have a show on Saturdays this week or on a, on a weekly basis is because Juan kind of like, why are you not doing a life? Why are you not podcasting? Why are you not doing this? Why is there no show for you? And why did you not continue it? Um, and that was the beginning of 2020 for me. And, and we are in 2021. We're continuing it. Um, but to kind of circle back with everything that's going on, the the Dimensity chipsets, the the announcements that we saw from Qualcomm, as well as what we saw from MediaTek this week, are big announcements. Um, the 870 for me, I'm hoping. And so the thing about it is, with the 870, is it seems like it's a successor. It's a true successor to the 865 Plus, which is what we saw earlier this year, uh, early, sorry, later last year. And um, for the most part, it's the same architecture, same, even the modem is not integrated into the main SOC. So we are still getting pretty much that slightly more power, I would say slightly more efficient, more, more powerful processor, and it will carry us in uh, 2021. I'm not sure if that means we're not going to be receiving a 7 series. We'll need, we're still waiting for that. That's the biggest since the announcement of the 888, I've been waiting to find out what is the successor to the 765. Is it a 777, a 767, whichever ends up being the the, the device. Um, but King King Star Safe is asking a lot of questions, same question over and over. I, and I and I know so I, he's he's very much a big supporter of Realme, and I I think I'm with you. Realme is a very big uh, presence. There's their devices are actually very nice and very well put together. Um, it's not a competition necessarily between Realme and Redmi. It's more about which choice do you prefer most, the UI elements of what they do. If you're comfortable with one over the other, at the end of the day, a competition between those two brands will always give you a better product because they are competing to, to get the, the attention of your, uh, you know, your attention or anybody else that's considering getting a device in that price point. So I feel like that's where the competition comes in. There's not necessarily one that's better than the other as they innovate every year and they try to give us a better bang for the buck and better experience there. Um, Devin, uh, oh, so here, Devin's jumping in there. It says, uh, do you think there's a chance that Google will uh, will sneak in an 870 chip into next year's Pixel? 
The reality is, as long as I think, see, this is where the biggest driver for for 2020 with the Pixel line, the reason why they went for the 765. Um, we had a we had an event with the, t the Pixel team, the designing team of uh, the Pixel team. As you know, I'm part of the team Pixel. Uh, you know, hopefully, we'll still be that as well. Um, and the biggest thing that they did with the uh, with the last year's Pixel, with the Pixel 5, the Pixel 4a 5G, the Pixel 4, the 4a. It was truly a price experience set. They were trying to tailor the experience to that price point that they wanted people to enjoy. They realized that the pixels of years past may have been too expensive. Some people were not buying them because of that. Now, is will the 870, even, even though in a sense it's more closely related to the 865 line of uh, series, be more around what the 7 series price point is? We'll have to see how much that ends up being as far as the price point. Is it likely that uh, Google can use it? Absolutely. Can they use it? Absolutely. It has enough time between now and the release of the Pixel 5 or the Pixel 6 for them to be able to incorporate it. We're talking about roughly about you know eight to nine months if they if they can stay consistent to that timeline. Um, the product developments, things that we have to kind of keep in mind is that generally those take time. So if the announcement of the mid-series hasn't been announced yet, there's a good chance maybe Google's already aware of it. They're working with, uh, with Qualcomm on it. So I would hope that the A70 is in there because that would then bring us a little bit more closely to closely related to the performance of what we get with the 888. Now, surprisingly, the clock speed on the 870 is higher than the 888. It's at around 3.2 gigahertz, a maximum a possible maximum performance, as opposed to the 3.1 of the 867, uh, the 865 plus. But again, at the end of the day, I feel like true performance for what most users will will experience, not much of a big difference between the two. Um, let me see here. I appreciate it, uh, Kingstar. I appreciate it always, always. Um, so here, uh, what you <laughs> what you're looking at uh, is asking, "Hey TK, I'm looking forward to getting the S20 Ultra." So I'm I'm a little bit kind of in I'm a little bit torn in the, in the sense of it's the looking forward and anticipation of what the Google new things are going to be coming out of it. I'm looking forward to see what the experience is, what truly is that experience. I mean, we've seen other videos. We've obviously seen other creators put out content. I think Thursday was the official review day where we saw a lot of performances. Um, but one of the things I'm, I'm really excited or at least really looking forward to is to, to see that S20 to S21 experience. Um, the camera performance, for the most part, is the biggest thing for me, especially with what we had with the S20. It wasn't unusable. It's not that the S20 was unusable. I still have my S20, and I'm happy with the fact that I made that purchase last year. There are some compromises done there that I feel like are concerning for me because last year's model, I went with the 128 gig of internal storage on the S20 Ultra, and I was able to add my SD card with all my media. This year, I don't have that luxury. We have to kind of figure out a way to get that working. So um, am I excited for it? Um, as with any new device, I'm always excited to see what it has to offer and how does it actually uh, fit into my usage, my use, my personal usage scenarios. So those are the things that I always look forward to. Um, the S21, I'm also, I think there's going to be a possibility of just seeing how that performs. So we'll have to see. Uh, Juan and I are, are hopefully planning to still do some kind of collaboration around the S21. So hopefully you guys will see some cross-channel platform conversations there. And of course, a lot of things going on with uh, the you know the best of our week as we typically do. Um, and I'm really happy that the, the best of our week is picking up on its own. I feel like that, that conversation there, the team, the people that are in there are always... Um, you know, and I mean, really, basically, Juan and I kind of provide a little bit of a, a point of view that I feel like is entertaining. So I hope you guys enjoy. That's really the end of the, what I was trying to shoot for. Uh, 
but yeah, no, uh, IR is jumping back in here with, um, even if Google uses the 870, they could always underclock the, the SOC, which is true, which is true. But at that point, I would probably say, um, would it be better for them to underclock an eight an eight series uh, an eight seven series or like an eight series processor as opposed to try to maybe optimize the seven series? I think the seven series did quite well for what they needed. Realistically, the seven sixty five G is really I felt like it was the right processor for that experience. It ran great on the five. It ran great on the four A five G, and at the end of the day, gave us that ability of enjoying five G if you wanted it or if you want to use it but still gave us some of those new optimizations. We finally have a second sensor that is not a telephoto sensor. That's also an improvement that what we saw, we saw before. So um, it depends on what you're, what you're really going for. Because if you look at it realistically, the 855 on the, uh, Pixel 4, the Pixel 4 XL is technically more powerful, but that was also having its own challenges. That was the device that didn't have a fingerprint sensor where they finally came back to it. So those are the things that we always have to kind of look into. Um, when the company starts to listen to what the users expect out of the device, and it actually pays off. Um, Sony's doing it or did it last year. I'm hoping Sony continues it in this year. Uh, Pixel is definitely picking up on, on those things. And like I said, if the 870 shows up in the uh, the new Pixel 6, that would be a very good move for them as long as they're able to keep their prices, um, I would say, relatively around the same price that they started or they were able to get to last year. That's going to be the big factor. The price was always the biggest thing. I think the number one thing a lot of people jump on is because it's a device from Google. It's a device that does give you, obviously, all the updates that you anticipate that you want to get from Google. But when you look at it at the at the comparison to what some of the other mar available mar uh, options on the market, it wasn't the right fit. And Google listened and the design team gave us the five and, and the series of what we saw. And if you guys saw that the Pixel 4a sold out it was selling out consistently as a $350 phone from Google that gave us a really good experience when it comes to the cameras. Again, may not have been the flagship or mid-range processors, but it definitely did very well. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me just, so let's just do this real quick. We're going to put a timeout on this one for a second. Sorry about that. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. So, uh, Davin's actually, that's another great, great question. Um, do you think that Google will ever go with a triple lens setup at some point? I think at this point, it, it, it would be almost not necessary. I mean, if they're being efficient, typically what we'd see here, there's a lot of, in, and I'm not trying to bag on specific companies or anything in that sense. I, I'm trying to be more on the optimistic hoping side, but also being realistic in the sense of what we do. When we get devices that are featuring triple the quadru, quad camera setups, um, typically the main sensor is going to be the best performer of all of the sensors, right? That's going to be always the bread and butter. That's going to be the main one that most of us will use because you open up your camera app, that's going to be where it lands. Um, and ultra wide is always going to be very nice and it definitely is beneficial for any type of use case scenario. And telephoto, I think if anything, Juan's videos that he's covered also on the digital zoom over optical zoom always kind of gives us the, the better understanding is that you can actually do two times digital zoom on most of the images and not really lose that much detail. And there are actually very usable having google go to a third sensor it would have to be making a sense it would have to be a sensor that makes sense a telephoto lens or a mono lens or a macro lens they could use the wide angle lens to perform what the macro is doing it which is what we kind of see here with the s21 um, we can also use a telephoto like i said from the primary shooter if it's a decent uh shooter it's a decent megapixel shooter so 
Is it needed for Google? I don't think Google needs to. I think if anything, Google should focus maybe giving us a, a dual setup on the front and on the back, or maybe even make the front one be more of a wider angle lens. And I think those are the things that I think would probably benefit, benefit us more because they've done that in the past where they gave us a dual sensor in the front. So those things I think would feel better for us to improve the experience and maybe provide us auto-focusing on the front sensor. Those are optimizations that would definitely help in the post-processing that they're known for. That's what Google devices are known for, of course. Um, Ahmad Barzani is in the comment, uh, but I'm not sure what he's saying. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. I pre appreciate the comment, Greg, as well. Please, if you if you don't if you guys don't mind, if I realize that if sometimes I don't get the question right away, uh, give it some time, and then we'll definitely have to check it out to make sure that we get the the I'll get the answers for you guys. Uh, El Josa jumping here. Okay, um, X Techie saying the Lenovo Vibe Z2 Pro had an amazing software feature. You could switch from the Lenovo skin to the Fox skin. Uh, uh, and then remin reminiscent of the Google Play edition. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that would be very nice. The ability of, I mean, in, if we think about it realistically, a theme, a custom theme on top of any UI that we get right now, if they support theme options, can kind of give us that experience almost instantaneously. I mean, uh, we used to do custom themes on Android and we used to have to root for that. And then we started getting theme engines being incorporated into the, the different UI elements that we have. So I always look at those things as always a big beneficial thing, but having it built in by Lenovo out of the box is always gonna be appreciated because at the end of the day, you think of it, those are the things that people appreciate. Is it, you choose the interface that you want, you can customize it to the way you want it. Uh, but I think it's uh, overall, those are the things like theming is always going to be a big factor. And I think there's a big development op options into it. Um, as we were talking before, when we had Matt and Sam on the show, uh, I was talking to them about the N1 from, uh, from Oppo. That device back then was just out there. Yeah, the mechanism, the camera mechanism, everybody jumped on the whole fact that, you know, the whole thing can get a damage, so on, whatever. But we saw that we saw some innovation as time went on. So uh, with that kind of going on with everything else on the, uh, uh, on the actual market this week, is that something that you guys are interested in? Is that something that you guys are intrigued by? Uh, the new technologies that we're seeing, the Dimensity 1100, the Dimensity 1200. Um, for me, at the end of the day, when I use both of these devices, I really I realize the features that we're getting here are unique to the to the chipset that you're getting there, right? So the Redmi is definitely budgeted at the right price with the features that you get there. You have 5G built in here, which is also a very nice option. Um, here with Dimensity 1000 Plus, you're really getting an 855 Plus type of an experience. There are some compromises done there. But again, those are the some of the things that I always see, like the primary shooter is gonna be your best camera anyways. So let's let's i would say work more towards providing a better experience across the the different sensors that you choose to put in there and of course give us that experience um, mediatek is making some improvements honor is making some improvements they're moving in with mediatek at this point uh, hopefully we'll start seeing them coming back with qualcomm chipset as well as google play services i think that's going to be the biggest driver um, somebody asked me over on uh, i think was it twitter or instagram um that you know will will the v will the view 40 uh, feature google play services and right now, we have to keep in mind, the View 40 was announced for the Chinese market. Now, Chinese devices that are intended for China do not have Google Play services because they don't work there. That's part of how the ecosystem is right now in China. So they don't rely on them. They don't use them. Their daily activities are built on existing ecosystem or apps that work in China. So till the View 40 becomes international or even maybe the View 40 Pro becomes that, 
we'll have to see if they stick with MediaTek. And not only that, will they stick? Maybe they'll go to the 1200, the 1100. But that's when we'll start asking is, will Google Play services be available there? Um, my hope is that with the change of ownership, meaning Honor being on its own, that other Honor devices that were released within the, within the recent uh, time are able to be upgraded to Android 11 with Google Play services. So that's my hope. We'll have to see how things kind of move forward on uh, because of the relationship and the architecture that they were using back then. We'll have to see how that kind of goes there. Um, let me see real quick here. I think, uh, da, da, da. oh, Aditya and El Josar are kind of going back and forth talking about that. Uh, oh, Matt jumped back in there. I think, I think I may get the S21 Ultra in matte black. I can't help but laugh, uh, laugh at it and, and I have no idea why. Samsung and Oppo leaked, uh, leaks embracing the, uh, the camera hump. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we, we were realizing that I think most camera devices, I mean, even if, if we really appreciate, we really are, we have camera humps everywhere. It's just a question of how pronounced the camera hump. I don't know if I can get this day. So here, uh, right there. So it, the question is how pronounced the camera hump is and how much can you handle? I think the S20 had a massive one, which I feel like made the phone wobble way too much. Uh, but I think if we look at it, I mean, even the Redmi has a camera hump. Uh, most devices now are, we've, we've seem to have accepted the form factor of a camera bump on the back of a device as a standard because all the companies now are doing, not all, but like a majority of them are still doing it. So the question would be is, uh, what can you do with it? Can you make it better? And it, does the ultra really actually meet the expectation? I mean, having two telephoto lenses on there, a 3X and a 10X, is that really that much of a need? Um, do they have the data to say that basically a lot of users do use telephoto lenses and they needed that, that focal length of three and 10 to be on the ultra? We'll have to see how those things perform. The, the The performance overall is something that I'm always concerned because I always want to see what they can do with it. Um, so to answer the previous questions, am I excited? Uh, with any device that I get into the lab, I always, or in the, into the studio, sorry, Juan, Juan has the lab, I have the studio. I keep confusing the two. Uh, it's always exciting. That That's always going to be an excitement level going around, uh, around it as well. Um, let me see here real quick. Um, Juan saying, or just make the phone a little bit thicker and give us a headphone jack and a bigger battery. Amen, my brother. Amen. Absolutely. I the 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 lack of features on a, on a consistent basis as that being the standard of saying that this as a, as a premium device as a premium phone that you're getting you're getting less of features. Uh, the headphone jack, if if nothing else, I think for me has been something that even to this day still being proven by Sony by LG that it is something that people appreciate that people really feature see that as a feature in a device that we look for has been. In, for the most part, on most products right now on the market, is a, is a feature that you see on mid-range devices. Headphone jack, 2020, Redmi Note 90. Um, we see that more and more uh, more often. I mean, the, the Pixel 4a, the Pixel 4a 5G, both have headphone jacks. Uh, those are things that we really feel like, I don't know why we're putting them in, in that tier, but not the higher end tier. These are features that should be standard. The removal of the SD card is a very interesting uh, approach that I'm not sure how I'm going to deal with yet. Because for me, I am losing most of my storage that I normally would carry over with an SD card. Uh, now, I've watched a few other videos where they've talked about the fact that, you know, yeah, maybe we can use a thumb drive, we can do different things. But at the end of the day, that's that's something that's extra that you have to carry with you. So you're having to adapt into a device to make that device do what it used to do before. And that's what I feel like where the at least right now on paper, because I don't have the device, how I feel like about the device with the S21 going from an S20. 
Um, is the S21 really an upgrade for the S20? I don't think it is. I, I think if anything, most people upgrading, unless unless the factor of you know obviously uh, market value and so on of your previous device, but the reality is you, when you purchase a device, you're investing in a device that's going to serve you for quite some time. You want it to serve you quite well. Somebody that picked up the S20 from last year shouldn't necessarily be looking at the S21. They may be looking at the Note 21 if that comes out, or even the S22. Because that by then, that's when we start seeing iterative uh, upgrades. Will the SD card come back? I don't think. I think this is pretty much the end of the SD card when it comes to Samsung at that price point. I don't think they're removing SD cards from all of their lineup, by the way. I think it's purely on the S line and maybe even on the Note line. Um, it's a purely marketing situation. We saw it with the Note, and I think the S20 is doing the exact same thing. Uh, but they're not giving us that outlet on the S21 Ultra, which is what they did with the Note 21 Ultra. The only reason why I... I had my wife's device upgraded to the Note 20 Ultra was because of that SD card. That, for me, as a user, makes perfect sense. Um, that MST removal, which was very much of a why kind of, and not only that, because they removed it out of one side and they left it. When I mean side, I mean in the markets. Um, in the US, under the Qualcomm chipset, we don't have MST, or there will not be MST support on the S21 Ultra or any of the S21 devices. But the Exynos models in different markets are still going to be carrying MST. And MST, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically Samsung's way of using Max Stripe compatibility with their devices to allow them to be used with terminals or point of sale terminals that don't have tap to pay, like Google Pay or Samsung Pay or anything like that, that use NFC over MST. Um, the removal of it in the US, I feel like is a big, I, I feel like maybe it's a year or so ahead of when it should have done because I can attest to the fact that is even though I live in the U.S. and I use it, my my grocery store, a few of my stores in my area do not support tap to pay fair, uh, payment services. They're still using um, standard terminals and they haven't upgraded to it. And MST was the only way for me to pay. Now, if I want to use it with uh, with something else, obviously I can I can try using something else. But at the end of the day, MST. Uh, they removed it out of their watches a while back, and now they're removing it out of their smartphones. So it's a definite change that I hope it doesn't stay. But um, Greg is jumping in with that, of course. Very true, Juan. Very true, as well as Aljosa jumping in as well. Um, uh, da, 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 let me see what else we have here. Uh, Davin is jumping in. Um, I didn't want to pay more for less for less for less convenience. Uh, I, that's what it is. We are paying. We were. I mean, so they. The, the headlines, as, as one kind of predicted, where people were saying, well, it's cheaper. It's less than what the S20 came out of. Y you have to understand what you're getting. You have to understand. You have to read into what you're getting realistically. Less for more. When it comes to the processor, that wasn't something that Samsung did. That was a Qualcomm process uh, processor. What they're doing is adapting it to their system. Um, when when we start looking at the more for less, so you may maybe the starting price may be less, but you're getting a different experience. You're getting somewhat of a, I would say, a little bit more tailored experience. Uh, you no longer have the QHD resolution displays that we we can't we have come to expect. Uh, my S my mom's using the S9 Plus, and that has a QHD resolution display. Uh, the S10 had it, the S20 had it. The S21 now is a 1080p resolution in 2021. The move forward to me seems like a move back. Um, now, some arguments will be, well, dude, you need to remember that last year, the S21, the S20 line of devices gave you 1080p 120 hertz. You're still getting that. Yes, but you also had the ability of going QHD 60 hertz, which 
you can't do that anymore. So if you're a proponent, if you love having high refresh rate, if you're a big high refresh rate type of an experience, I feel like the S20 may be hitting it at the right spot. You're getting that re variable refresh rate, uh, although not as variable as what you get with the Ultra because we that's when we start seeing some of the performance differences. Uh, you're still going to be getting a different experience there. Starting at $799, um, which essentially really it's $800. Bucks. So it's basically an $800, $1,000, and a $1,200 model, model. S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra. We'll have to see. I, I'm not going to get my devices till probably end of next week, maybe uh, start covering them. Maybe uh, maybe hopefully by next Saturday, we'll have something. If, if if it ends up happening the way I've done it in the past, we'll end up having it live, uh, which is generally what always ends up happening for us. And um, with that being said, uh, okay, so we'll cover one more here from Juan. The, the, so it's so frustrating because MST makes more sense here. The lag of a lot of uh, the, the lag, yeah, uh, the, uh, the the lag of a lot of father, uh, grand, grandfather uh, being not okay. I think what we're trying to say essentially is NFC is not picked up as much as people think in the U.S. as it has. Uh, major retailers probably yes, but the general stores that we go to, like even mom and pop stores are not going to invest in upgrading their terminals just to support these services when things are still working. So I can tell you right now that my grocery store here, and it's a, it's not exactly a small chain. It's a big chain in the U.S. Um, they're, they know every time somebody comes up to try to pay with a phone, they're like, is that a Samsung? I'm like, yes, then it works. And if you say Apple or whatever, it, it doesn't work at all. So MST, I feel like is it, Although I believe that we are moving to the point where we don't, we not need it as much, we are not there. Whatever data points that Samsung was referencing that people use or don't use it and which format do they use uh, may have been based on certain areas where they were maybe more uh, densely populated with areas that have terminals that are more, uh, that are higher. But again, it's a feature that I felt like I mean, how much space were they able to save? That's the question for me. What what was it that they were able to save other than money, obviously, since they were able to add that in there, that they didn't get it because they ended up shrinking the size of the S21 Ultra by about an inch. So it's a 6.8 as opposed to a 6.9. And then they gave us less. So those are the things we have to kind of keep in mind. Uh, but it is that time of the day, as usual. Um, and I, I appreciate everybody keeping me on schedule. Uh, let me just close a couple of things here. I'm going to move the window. Ba, ba, ba. We are back. And we're going to share screen. And let me go ahead and start it off with Matt, our buddy, our friend, our, uh, oh, can we cancel here? Because I think if I'm not mistaken here. Okay, so we're going to start off with Matt and we're going to share the screen. And here we are, boom, boom. And we're going to start at four, three, two, wow. <laughs> timed it correctly i want to say thank you very much of course to matt tyler of course hanging out and being a guest on the show as well as sam earlier this afternoon well this afternoon i guess it is afternoon now um aditya neil as usual thank you very much tkception tkr bay davin davis um always always a big friend jump in and <laughs> always no i think he was just timing a tkception time yes greg as well um for development and of course flashing i'm still trying to get my uh nexus 6 to try to find out where it is um davin of course as usual uh, ir 1980 thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us as well uh <laughs> i tried i tried i tried making it i tried making it smooth uh chemi's in there as well uh right there hanging out with us as usual an old friend of the channel as well uh, and, and as usual, I always appreciate you guys hanging out and kicking it with us and, and just, you know, having fun. Um, I, I, I didn't mean to be as, uh, <laughs> so here, uh, here's Aditya calling me out. So TK, man, you fudged that up. Breathe. 
We will wait for you to finish your commentary. Uh, the hashtags are just a reminder. Oh, no, no, uh, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, the reason why I want to kind of jump into it, I didn't realize time flew. The Having having Matt and Sam kind of threw me off a little bit on the timing because I'm I'm typically like by a certain point I kind of know what time it is, uh, but I think the hashtags were mostly just kind of uh, keeping us on track and it also helps me kind of start closing out uh, how things are going. Um, but uh, I appreciate I always appreciate you guys keeping me on point as well. Um, so here, um, Rakshita, hopefully I'm saying it correctly. Rakshita Fulari uh, Fulari. It says, I want to buy the Galaxy, the Samsung Galaxy S21. I think at the end of the day, um, as long as the device makes sense to what you're looking for, whichever piece of tech that you're looking for at the end of the day, be it a Samsung, be it an Apple, a Realme, an Oppo, OnePlus, all the brands are trying to do is to provide you different options. And of course, obviously, they're making a case for themselves. So each brand wants you to buy their product. That's that's a given there. Uh, but at the end of the day, from a consumer standpoint, and what I hope and what Juan and I always hope to try to do is to help you make the decision that help that fits you best. We're providing the resources and the data for you to make the best decision that works for you. Um, Samsung, the S21 may be the right device for you, what you need. And I think at the end of the day, as long as you're comfortable with what it offers, then that's going to work for you. But know that there are some options on the market that could provide you a much better experience. And whichever one you decide to go with is something that you're going to have to be comfortable with. And I think as long as you are, then there's no problem. If that's the device that you're going with, I think the S21 will be definitely providing you what you expect. Samsung has built a, a a consistent ecosystem story that they've been telling the s21 has a tailored conversation a tailored experience that built in so that they can bring the 799 um price point and i think that's something to keep in mind what you're getting there is really fitting into that experience um <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. Honestly, I missed out on a, on a trip to India a couple of years ago during a media tech summit that they were doing. And I hope that maybe that comes up, um, comes up very, very soon. Um, uh, what Margaret Hutton saying is, uh, uh, where, where do you, where do you doing? Um, I'm still going into the middle of something. Please leave. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what you meant by that one, but I, I will we'll go ahead and skip that one at that one. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see here. Uh, so yeah, Matt, always uh, <laughs> nice. I'm late. Oh man, no, always better. You know, always the show is always nice. Always nice, especially like I said, um, Matt and Sam have been a great, great supporters of the show. And again, tomorrow they're going to have Josh Quinones in there, a great buddy of mine. And of course, they're going to have tons of fun. I think it's going to be great. Um, but with that being said, I do want to say that this week was very big for for processors. This week was a very big um, announcement day and also some new venture days. So the Honor move into MediaTek, I think, was a big move. I was, I never thought a day would happen where an Honor device would be powered by a MediaTek processor. Now, I realized that in the past, they used to use Qualcomm in certain markets that they released their devices. I'm not, just, I'm not forgetting that part. But after the whole, for so long, we were, you know, basically Kieran, 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 Kieran. Now we're finally seeing something else. And I feel like the OnePlus Plus was a great move for them, and I can't wait to see more. So uh, that being said, the 870 is going to be very promising. I'm hoping the price uh, for that will make it more competitive for other companies to use them and still provide us a great experience, even at the mid-range or maybe mid to upper tier range of, uh, of SOC performance, because it really is a very much a flagship experience. It's really the successor of the 865 Plus. Um, the uh, other announcements of the Dimensity 1100 and 1200, 
we need to see a li- we need to wait a little bit more to see what's coming out. I think if the 800 and the 1000 are any indication, uh, the the future for MediaTek and the processing power that they're able to bring in is definitely on the very high positive. Last year with the Velvet One, enjoyed it so much that he kept, you know, he literally spoke so much about it that it really made it into a non a non starter as a conversation. And that's where you want to get to, where the processor is no longer the main center point of the conversation. It's what this device serve, what does it do, what does the software experience provide to us and what it gets us to um and as well as again of course i want to say thank you to greg thank you to davin uh matt tyler aditya as usual uh rolando thank you very much for hanging out with us in the chat uh um rakisha yeah no, Rakshita. Sorry, Rakshita. I do apologize for that one. Uh, Mao, uh, Scott, as you always, uh, Donald, as, as always, uh, I was going to see in the preview of Matt and Sam. General. Always, always a lot of fun to see Donald hanging out with us in the show as well. Um, and everybody else that took some time, as well as Juan Carlos Bagnell. And uh, last but not least, Joshua Vergara for hanging out with us and kicking it with us uh, on this Saturday, the 23rd of January, 2021. Be nice, be safe. Uh, again, I say this every time, but if you can get in touch with somebody you haven't talked to for some time, lighten their day, and it, it, believe it or not, you're, you will smile once you make that connection again. So say hi to somebody, say hi to friends, stay safe, stay well. Check out tomorrow the show. Um, Ahmed, ahlan wa ahlan. Um, and then, of course, Afida Zain. Afida Zain. Hey, see, look, we're, we're we're flipping over on the German side here. Um, and of course, uh, make sure you check out across the podcast tomorrow and of course Juan Carlos Bagn- Juan Carlos Bagnell's show on Monday with the SGGQA show uh, I'll talk to you guys next week take care and uh, I hope you're doing well